Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. Uh, and I have such an incredible guest today. I, I mean, I always do. I love all of my guests, but uh, this is a perfect episode for the new year because this week my guest is Lacey Phillips. Lacey is the founder of freeandnative.com, and here's what she does. All right, get ready for this. Lacey is a manifestation advisor. Yes, I know it sounds very LA, uh, you know, crazy, but hear me out, okay? Lacey is a manifestation advisor, and here's why she's so fucking incredible. She's actually created a science to manifestation. So, and I'm doing all the work. I'm on her website. I've gone to freeandnative.com. I am doing all the workshops on her website and already things are changing. It's crazy. I'll get into that in a minute, but here's what I want you to do. If you want, no pressure, check out all of her incredible online workshops. So you go to freeandnative.com and, uh, you know, if you're wondering how to manifest and why wouldn't you be, if you want to shake yourself up and really take a hard, fast or intense look at yourself, check out her formula and magnetism workshop. Uh, if you want to manifest money and career, check out her opulence workshop. If you're wanting to manifest a partner, check out the partnership workshop. That's uh, that's going to happen on February 14th. That'll be available on Valentine's day. Run, don't walk. And uh, I don't know, everybody needs to reprogram in order to expand their limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs you might not even be aware of. So if you want to do that, if you want to reprogram yourself, really fucking take the hard look that so many are not willing to, uh, to take, um, you should do her reparent and shadow workshops. That's what I'm doing. Oh my God. Um, and another thing, Lacey's provided a discount for all my listeners, all of you guys out there, if you're interested in checking everything out and, and actually buying one of these workshops and they're totally affordable too. Um, I think they're like $68 or something for a majority of the workshops. Um, if you want to check them out, she's provided a code, a discount code for $10 off any of the tools. All you have to do is uh, type in Alexi, capital A-L-E-X-I. And uh, yeah, and for more Lacey Phillips to see what she's up to and what she recommends and all of that, find her on Instagram. Why wouldn't you? Find her on Instagram at free and native. Find me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. So I can, uh, you know, just uh, you can watch me spiral uh, posting Insta story after Insta story about what I'm up to and how I'm feeling. Um, now, real quick, I want to give you guys the heads up of what's to come. I'm about to go on a very long rant in this intro. I'm going to be talking about a disappointing massage, but what I'm really going to be talking about after that is how I feel about what's in the news about Aziz Ansari, that article that came out about Aziz Ansari. So if you don't want to deal with a 20-minute diatribe coming from me, just skip down uh, about 20 or so minutes, you'll figure it out to get right to the Lacey podcast. Now that I've said it, I feel like I am free to voice what I need to voice in this intro without you guys being like, God, what's the deal with all those intros? The intro's so long. I just wanted to hear Lacey. So you've heard that. Now you decide where you, what you do. Okay. Thank you. You guys. Oh my God. I mean, I know this is a non-problem, but I got a very disappointing massage at Wee Spa yesterday in Los Angeles. Wee Spa is this place in LA. <sighs> yeah, it's not the greatest. Um, I had a gift certificate though from a guy I went on like two dates with. He got me a gift certificate to a spa. You'd think he was a prince. No, really what he was was a 
was a test from the universe. And you'll learn more about that if you do some of the work on Lacey's website. Um, yeah, the dude was all wrong for me, but I still have the gift certificate he got me. So uh, I guess I'm just so cheap. I decided to go to We Spa in LA to get a the worst, I call it a herky-jerky massage. It was like, you know those massages where the masseuse doesn't touch any of the spots you want them to touch. Even if you try to communicate it to them, I I try not to talk too much during massage, but I am an expert communicator. I really, you know, I I, I spoke up for myself. Uh, Let's get into that too, as far as the Aziz Ansari story goes. Um, Did you read that article? Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've got a lot to say about that. But uh, I spoke up for myself. I told the lady, uh, oh, this is where the pain is. This is what I'd like to work on. Anyway, she barely caresses or rubs uh, any of the parts that need rubbing. And then right as she's getting to the point and to the part of my body that's like, and she's hitting all the right spots, she's like, okay, thank you. And I was like, what? I can't believe it. It's over. What is this? Anyway, um, so yeah, highlights of the week, uh, meeting and talking to Lacey. That was incredible. And uh, But then, you know, low light getting a horrible herky-jerky massage. Can we talk about the Aziz Ansari article? I think we can. What the fuck? I think this is so irritating what's going on right now. Now, I talked to my therapist about this um, a while ago, maybe weeks ago, not a while ago, but we were talking about how there are lots of nuances to behavior between men and women when it comes to dating and sexual uh, encounters. But right now what's happening, what's been happening is something that's wonderful upheaval. Everything's blowing up. Everybody's telling their story. It's all getting out there. It's, it's crazy, which is fantastic. But amidst all the upheaval, of course, there are going to be nuances uh, that people are going to be afraid to address because there's no real time. Maybe now is not the time to address the nuances because people are so angry. People are so vigilant and vocal and we want to share all the stuff. And that's Fantastic, but um, we're going to have to start talking about nuances, and we're going to have to not. Women are going to have to not attack another, other women. Other feminists are not are going to have to not attack other feminist women, calling them you know female misogynists or having internal misogyny and telling women like you're not a feminist or you hate women or how dare you? She's a victim. It's like hey, the the uh, the point right now is not turn on each other. The point is to have a conversation in the culture, to learn how to be better communicators, to unlearn uh, behavior that's so ingrained in our culture that it's like everything can't change all at once. There are people like Harvey Weinstein who are fucking monsters. There are people who are rapists and hate women and are, you know have sexual. You know, there are people who are who have um, been. I don't even like the word victim because I want. To, I, I want victims to feel empowered, and I don't want to do, I don't want the blame to be put on the person who went through the trauma. Um, but there are people who have gone gone through horrible assault, been raped, been you know just horrible. Uh, people have been put in women have been put in terrible situations where they've been like doors have been blocked or or they've been raped or men try to like aggressively have sex with them even after the woman said no or tried to leave and. Um, I definitely know, and maybe you've heard me talk about this on previous podcasts, but I've been in situations where I've said, or I've made my way to the door and a guy blocked the door. I said, no, I said, I don't want to have sex. I don't want to make out. I wouldn't, I want to leave actually. And, uh, just had the door blocked, had a guy try to stick his dick in me. I've actually had to like cover my vagina with my hand, 
uh, I, when I've been in situations where I've like had a lot to drink and made out with a guy and wanted to stop with a makeout, wanted to end it at the makeout. And I've actually said like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And like had to run out of situations where the guy doesn't hear no, doesn't take the, 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 uh, verbal cue, um, tries to go further. But this story about Aziz Ansari going on a date with a girl who used the, the pseudonym Grace, that, please read the story. And if you have, that girl's experience sounds like every uncomfortable, awkward, um, disenchanting date I've ever been on in my late teens, early 20s. But it's not sexual assault. And it does a disservice to women because there's no, she didn't have, okay, there's no mention of her even trying to leave. Um, they talk about nonverbal cues. It's like, are you kidding me? There are a million opportunities to say that you wanted to leave, uh, that you, and to leave and that you didn't want to go any further. And I don't know. It's just, it kind of enraged me because it's just, um, It's one thing if you try to leave and a dude won't let you go. It's another thing if you're internally too shy to say what you want and what you're feeling and expect the guy to be a mind reader. There's a fantastic article um, in the New York Times called Aziz Ansari is Guilty of Not Being a Mind Reader. There there are so many things to unpack here. Uh, One thing is I know that I've been in situations where I've made out with a guy or I've stayed too long at his place or put myself in a situation because I was murky on my own intentions for the evening. Uh, I've been in situations where I've been disenchanted and felt bad when a guy is only trying to have sex with me uh, after while we're making out or naked or rolling around naked, but I don't want to have sex, but I want him to love me or I want him to be my boyfriend. Uh, I want him to act a certain way. And then I'm not paying attention to the behavior he's showing me. And instead I'm projecting this hope of, like I'm angry at a dude because I want him to behaving be behaving a certain way, but I'm not um, I'm not dealing with the behavior at hand. I'm not accepting the behavior he's giving me uh, and making a decision for myself. Like if a guy's just trying to fuck you and you don't want to fuck him and you maybe you want to keep getting to know him, then you have to not go back to his apartment. You have to be hyper conscious of what your intentions are, what you want from the situation, and protect yourself and communicate your needs. It's just so many things to say and it's hard to say these things, but I feel like, thank God, the culture is having a conversation about this because men and women need to, um, it's like we need to be re-educated on, and why don't they teach this in school? But I feel like we need to be re-educated on how to interact and how to communicate, how to be better communicators. Men, if a woman says no, stop pushing. Um, Stop trying to stick your finger in her vagina. What women, if uh, if you're making out and you don't want to make out anymore and you tell the guy no once, put your clothes back on, uh, don't give him a blowjob, know what's running you, know what your intentions are, don't do anything you don't want to do, don't be a people pleaser, but then also if you make decisions and you actively do something, you can't claim buyer's remorse yet and put it on the dude because why should the guys be perfect and be like the know everything and 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 like be in charge of the situation it's a delicate dance we're doing when you get naked with somebody hopefully if you're in a situation where a guy is attracted to you and you're attracted to him and you're on a date and he's not a rapist and he thinks for the most part he's doing he's being polite and hopefully he and, and he is and if he's being like you know 
trying to have manners and, and go with it, but he's also trying, you know, he wants to have sex with you. You guys are both in a situation because you're trying each other on for size and deciding if you like each other and you want to be boyfriend and girlfriend or fuck or make out or whatever the fuck. Um, you have to, you just have to learn to be a better communicator. And also men have to unlearn. I mean, my God, what have they learned in, in the, and this is not getting them off the hook whatsoever. I'm looking at the culture at large. Um, because it affects women as well, where part of us, okay, so men have been taught to keep trying, keep trying until the girl folds. And girls have been taught, well, don't give in, they're too, you know, either you say no because you don't want to, but also some, we've, we've also tell men, there are all these mixed signals in the culture. Oh, we tell men to initiate, like, you know, we tell men that we don't like it when they ask if they can kiss us because we think it makes them a fucking little bitch pussy. Uh, a terminology that's probably completely not politically correct in this climate. Uh, we tell men like, you know, part of, part of uh, sometimes as women, if we, we say no to having sex or letting a guy go down on us or whatever, a few times so we don't appear easy. Um, and then we, we, we say, okay. And then it's all consensual. And so now there needs to be a less murky gray area. And it's less sexy, probably, I'm sure, being like, we're communicating perfectly. But at the same time, it leaves less room for, it teaches women to be stronger, uh, assert themselves, not be people pleasers, not live in a murky gray area, to hopefully be in tune with themselves so that they know what their intentions are and what's running them and what they want from the situation and and what they're comfortable, how comfortable, um, how far they're comfortable with going in one evening um, and men have to unlearn everything they learned from movies like fucking Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds, where isn't there like a scene in Revenge of the Nerds where essentially a girl gets raped when the nerd dude has sex with her, but he's wearing a costume that she thought her boy that her boyfriend was wearing, so she thinks her boyfriend's fucking her, but then it turns out it's the nerd. Isn't that rape? That's not consensual. She thought she was fucking someone else. Anyway, I'm all over the place here, but, uh, yeah, it just kind of enraged me and made me feel so many feelings. And what also made me feel another kind of way was the fact that I felt like my hands were tied and that I'm not even allowed to talk about the fact that I don't think this girl is a victim, but then everybody's victimizing her and getting mad at other people who decided, you know, she could have just left at any minute. And also, isn't it interesting? She took a, why is she taking a photo of their meal together? Why is she, it's just, it just looks suspect. It's just bizarre. And I feel like sometimes, because she's so young and he's a lot older than her, this whole cultural movement that's happening, it's almost like everybody wants to jump, a lot of people want to jump on the bandwagon and be like, because we're getting confused, like, oh my God, was I sexually assaulted? Was that this? Did I just go through something where I'm a victim? And it's like, because we're getting like swept away by the the, cult, the climate, by the cultural conversation happening right now. And, and like... I'm terrified of a time where it's like men and women are just going to be like, we're terrified of each other. All men are rapists and uh, women terrify men because men are afraid if they ask to buy you a drink, you're going to be like, you rapist roofier, get away from me. Anyway, um, yeah, but I also don't like the feeling that we're not even allowed to talk about the nuances because the minute you do, if you're a woman and you you don't completely side with a woman, it means that you hate women, you're not a feminist, and... uh, you have internalized misogyny. That's not the case. And right now is not the time to be pissed at each other. Even if two people don't agree on what happened or what's going on, the whole point 
a better way of living is to communicate. I mean, this goes for like uh, disagreements as far as politics go, religion. Um, you know, if you're talking to some racist bonehead, I mean, if you're talking to you wouldn't want to call him that to his face, but if you're talking to some racist bonehead, if you want to get through to him, you don't come at him from the same bonehead energy he's coming at you with. You calm down. I mean, hopefully if this can happen, you calm down, you try to talk to people in a calm way so you guys can land the information and you guys can learn uh, from one another in a calm fashion so you reach understanding. Not every, If everybody's screaming, nobody can hear each other. It's just a really weird time. And I don't want to feel like, like I'm afraid to say anything because people will get mad at me. That's the worst feeling ever. I just felt embarrassed for Aziz Ansari. I was like, oh my God, holy shit. And she, why couldn't she have, why did she, I mean, why couldn't she have gone, why couldn't she have called him up, talked about it? I, this is what I was going to say. I've been in situations where, where I know that I didn't say anything that I did things that I didn't want to do, not because the guy was bad, but because I was too shy to leave or say I wasn't comfortable or say I didn't want to do something. So I continued to kiss and act like I was into it. And, you know, and then I either make out or give a blowjob or let a guy go down on me or have sex. And then I think I was okay with it in the moment. I just kind of go, oh, this is easier than to like, oh, what's the big deal? I've had sex before. And you know, he's kind of neat. And, and then afterwards I'd be like, fuck, why did I do that? Or like, God, I wish, I wish we could have had just, why can't a man and woman just talk for a minute and, and sit on the couch and talk and not make out and have sex? Like, fuck, I wish we could have just talked. I wish I didn't go that far. I wish I had been strong enough and brave enough to speak up for myself and just had a little little bit more self-worth to, to go, well, that was a lovely evening. Thank you for dinner. This is a nice drink. I like kissing you. I'm going to go home now. Now, if he blocks the door and won't let you leave, that's a fucking whole other story. But if you're just with some guy who seems selfish and like a narcissist and you don't want to make out with him, but you're kind of intrigued because he's interesting and he's famous and you want to linger and you don't want to leave because, oh, I'm, I'm not done with this uh, soap opera I put myself into, or this is kind of neat. I get insight and, and uh, into this, this guy's life. That's another thing. Own your shit. And I don't want to think women are victims. There is a difference between being in a situation where a fucking guy who's in a position of power of, over you in your life or a guy who's stronger than you and or just and, and blocks your path does shit to you that you don't want to do, that he's not invited to do. And it's quite another thing for you to just go, women are helpless. He should have known everything. I didn't say anything. I went along with it. But silently in my brain, I didn't want to, but I was in the situation and I never tried to leave. That's a different thing. And women aren't victims. We're awesome. We're fucking badasses. And I don't want to live in a world where men and women can't communicate. I don't want to live in a world where men and women hate each other. I don't want to live in a world where men and women are terrified of one another. I want to talk about the um, subtle nuances of, of dating culture and sexual culture. And uh, so we can all learn. So we can all get along it's, it's so in, and figure this shit out and speak up for ourselves. Okay, and that's not me justifying uh, sexual assault or anything. I'm only in favor of women being empowered and being safe and happy. So if anything, this is just a, a cry to remind women like of what the difference between the Me Too movement is and, and uh, sexual assault and learning 
how to use your voice because you're allowed to use your voice. And, and smart, awoken men will hear you and respect you. And it's a self-worth thing. And it's, it's like, take the chance on telling somebody what you need and take the chance and, uh, and time to look at yourself, to find out what's running you. And anyway, that is my entire long spiel rant. I know this is a long one. Uh, I'm really going to try not to apologize for my long rant um, and to take my space saying what I needed to say. But I, uh, final thoughts in this intro, I have to say these things. I've said them before. I'll say them again. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, uh, you can show your support by subscribing on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help me grow this show so I can continue to do it. Also, every episode is commercial free and I don't get paid to do this show, but I love doing it. And so if you want to support, I would love for you to do that. You can do that by subscribing to my Patreon page and uh, making a donation, uh, making a pledge, go to patreon.com forward slash Alexi. I'm also going to be throwing the first girls night in gathering of 2018 in Los Angeles. It's going to be on Saturday, January 27th at 8 PM. If you are a girl in Los Angeles, uh, this is a girls only event where it's so simple. It's complicated. Let me try to explain. I have about 15 to 20 girls uh, get together at a private residence. Uh, Maybe you will be one of them. If you want to go, DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. We should all be friends uh, on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Um, It's all girls. It's an opportunity to make new friends, to share what you're noticing, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, uh, and uh, just to feel less alone. It is a safe space for women to be heard, make new friends, and talk, share, listen, and that's what it is. So yeah, and I host it. I begin the conversation and I throw it to everybody else. We all go around and it's just so lovely, so cathartic. And I really do think that uh, there needs to be more of that. It's an opportunity to create community. So you can either email me at dearlovealexi at gmail.com to find out more and, and secure your, your, you know, and get a ticket, secure your, your spot. Uh, or just DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. But all that aside, I'm going to shut the fuck up finally uh, so you can enjoy my conversation with Manifestation Advisor and my new personal guru, if you must know, freeandnative.com's Lacey Phillips. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I was like, am I at the right place? Hey, it's so at the right place. Nice to meet you. Hi. Well. This is Aristotle, my producer. Hi. It's so nice to meet you. Are you okay over there? I'm great here. Alrighty. Should I shut this? You should totally shut this. Thank you. Yes. Right. I think we have like similar bags, but I almost rifled through yours. But then Aristotle, <laughs> Aristotle was like, don't do it. I'm like, Hi. <laughs> it looks so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. See what's in the other person's bags. Always a good time. Oh my god. You never expect shit. That's you so never expect. I know. God. Ugh. I'll never know. Oh well. I'll be respectful. I'm like, what's in there? That beautiful Celine bag. Oh my god. No. Um, wait. Let me take you in. Let me yes. look at you. And vice versa. Oh my god. Look at this. Look at this. Um, oh good. Ugh. Okay. Do I have you for how long? Can I have you for? Uh, however long you need. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be out of here by two latest. Okay. Great. By latest. Okay. I parked somewhere to make sure. Like you had time. Oh yeah. good. Okay. Sometimes people have to feed the meter mid podcast like yes. twice, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Hollywood. I can't believe it. Yeah. Hollywood. What's going on here? And like, be prepared. No, I'm. Kidding. I mean, just seriously. I mean, people know how to podcast, or they should by now. Um, okay. God. Well, where yes. do we begin? I know. 
I you know where a good place to begin is, actually. The beginning? The beginning, but oh. I have to tell you. Are you getting her okay? Is she close enough to the mic? This is good. I want to hear all this. like make out. Very cool. I know. Please. Oh, my God. You're in a relationship. Uh, relax. Okay? Yes. Um, tell me everything. So what's really funny to come full circle is... Oh, my is God. I'm terrified. I, yeah. So, <laughs> Don't be. So, so You'll scared. be flattered. Okay. Um, so I had my very first blog that I ever had. I started at 23, and I'm 30. I'll be 33 next month, but... When I started it, there was a guy. I was da- it was called fifty four oh six Lexington, which was my address. It was, which is oh, wait, what? Yeah. It was called wait, hold on, wait, fifty four what? Oh six Lexington, which yeah. was my address. That's insane. You're yeah. go- you're this gorgeous woman, and you give it your address totally. on your. It was crazy. <laughs> but I have to tell you, it was because of a guy I was dating had a blog, and he was really cute. And uh, your blog was the inspiration. And what you'll learn about today, you were like my expander, where I was like, oh. That's cool. This It was totally different. It was like poetry and stuff, but you're the reason why I started blogging. So I was like, I have to tell her. <laughs> I can't believe this. It's like, <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe, like, that's the most flattering thing in the entire world. Because yes. to me, you've been my expander. Because oh, I, it's yay. so funny how, like, because, uh, um, and we'll explain what all this terminology means, yeah. expanders, to so all the <laughs> listeners who want to manifest cool shit in their life and understand what Lacey is all about. But, like, I discovered you through Angela through Angela Trimber we have her in common yeah oh my god yeah because she was like posting about you and I was like and I pretty much like will do anything Angela says yeah because we like we give each other like book recommendations and like usually we've already read the same but or like she'll recommend something or I will and we're both already reading it or reading it at the same time so she had posted yeah about you and I just like got lost in your site and I was like (sighs) reading every single entry and like you had all these like manifestation lists from days gone by that were kind of you thought they were embarrassing I thought I thought they were like eerily reminiscent of my own manifestation list I thought people could relate I know so so tell me everything well here's where I'll start yeah um, I mean, who's this boyfriend? Do I know this ex-boyfriend or? Ooh. Ex-boy- oh, oh, you don't have guy? to say his name. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Like, I feel like a lot of people in LA might know, but no, he's like happily married with a kid That's and good. all the things. Yeah. Um, no. And you don't live at that address anymore, right? God, no. Thank God. Boy, did I figure that out fast. How stupid. <laughs> did people show up at your house? No, but God, I would start and it wasn't actually, it, it became quasi successful, yeah. but I would, at the time I was cocktailing at the Thirsty Crow on Sunset. And oh. so people would recognize me from both places and guys who would tune in it was starting to get a little creepy oh like, my god address like what happened like nothing weird but definitely when the address would come up I, there was a point where I was like that was really silly I was just so naive <laughs> and you know when yeah. you're 23 like you're just going through so much yeah. that it was moody and I was like yeah it's gonna be my address ah. just like <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I I get weird sometimes because people will be like, "Oh, I shouldn't even say this on this podcast." <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, people will be like, "Can I send you stuff?" Mm-hmm. And then I have I have a PO box, but then mm-hmm. other times I'll get lazy and I'll just give out my address. You're like, I don't even want to walk to the PO box. <laughs> I know, or I like just don't trust the PO box, and then I'm like, you got to be careful. And then yeah. I'm like, well, who do I think I think I am? I don't want to take myself so seriously, but it's like, no, you got to be safe. And I know I have those things myself as well. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just like, please don't kill us. And please don't, don't murder us. us. And, yeah. and we'll do our best to protect ourselves yeah. and not give out our address. Okay. <laughs> so let's both work on this together so we, you know, we don't get murdered and you don't murder us. Um, so when you're at a party, like mm-hmm. let's say you're at a party and somebody's like, you know, oh, what do you do? Which is 
Do you mind that question? Because I don't mind that question, but a lot of people hate that question in LA. Yeah, I think when I was an actress, I really hated that question. Yeah. But now it's actually weird because I don't have an elevator pitch for that one, you, you know, and it's still so weird to tell people that I'm a manifestation advisor. I um, love it. Oh my God. I want to write that into a movie. Like, <laughs> okay, this is my friend Lacey. She's a manifestation advisor. I love it. It's like Jeff Goldblum in... Uh, Annie Hall. Oh. When he, when he walks by, you yes. walk. Remember that he's like, oh, I forgot my mantra. But uh, okay, totally. Well, let's figure out your elevator pitch. Like, let's say we're at a party. Well, it kind of goes like this. So okay. maybe you can help me with it. But it'll be like they'll say, uh, "Hi, this is my friend Lacey." Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh God, fuck. Do over. Uh, read it back to one. Oh, cut. <laughs> oh God. And action. I know. Okay. And I'm actually trying to like. Uh, I'm trying to be a director. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a movie, and I can't even do my own mock scene You're on a podcast. Like in it. I know. What are we doing? Oh. Okay. Back to one and action. So, uh, so what do you do? Oh well, it's really out there. I uh, I help people manifest. I'm a manifestation advisor, but it's grounded, you know, because it's neuroscience. Meets psychology. Oh my god! Tell me all about it. But now we're podcasting. <laughs> yeah, and cut. Okay. Um. Oh well, I guess. Well, wow, that would be a real Hollywood conversation. What, I mean, and I always say like you only hear this in LA. Like I, ha- I don't take it seriously at all, you, and that's why it's so hard for me to be serious about it. Well, I think you you take it seriously, but like you have a self awareness to it. That's what I mean. Because that would be so embarrassing if you. Well, it wouldn't be embarrassing. It would be less to your advantage if you were just like. What do you mean? Why, why is that? Uh, yeah. like, I like that you have, that's like makes it even cooler. It's so. actually funny because I think where the self-consciousness comes around it is I come from a really conservative cowboy small town in Northern California. Oh, well, which one? It's called Mariposa. It's right outside of Yosemite. Yeah. And so this is actually a really good example in a nutshell. But my dad was telling me this story when I was home last that a couple of people in town asked, oh, how's Lacey doing? And he's like, oh, it's really well. And like, <laughs> oh, God, what did your cowboy dad say? <laughs> and he's a total cowboy, no. right? And so so he's like, really great. This is happening and this is going on and, you know, successful and yada, yada. And then they go, well, what is she? And he tries to explain it. And they both sit there dumbfounded and they go, oh, that's not something you hear a cowboy say every day. Well, I want to get your dad on the line and be like, wouldn't that be so funny to call him and get him on speaker and be what, like, what's your, are you that. an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius. You, are, you, you seem like an Aquarius. What are you? Are you Aquarius. Oh, you and are? And he is as well. It'd be really funny to have that conversation. What does that mean though? What are like about Aquarians? Like, how can you know? Because I feel like I know know when somebody's an Aquarius, but I can't like explain why. I can tell because they're just airy and open. Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest reasons. But then they could have like all of these crazy, like my dad, he's mostly, you know, earthy signs. So he's like a lot more practical and What's grounded. Earthy? What's earthy? So the earthy signs would be Capricorn, Taurus or um, Virgo. And so in our charts, I mean, we have a lot going on, but primarily we have 12 planets and 12 houses. So where they're like Aquarius is just our sun sign, you and I, yeah. that just means we were born in February at those you know, at that duration. Or of January, time. but who Late are those Jan- yeah. dorks? <laughs> Come on. Anyway. <laughs> what are Miracle, you in February? Uh, what? February 11th. I'm the 15th. Oh, so you are? Aquarian Isn't it annoying how like Valentine's Day, it's not even annoying. Yeah. Valentine's Day and our birthday. I think it's annoying for partners. <laughs> like, yeah, that's for me, exactly, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And every time I start dating someone, uh, I, I, I tell them and it's, and I'm not joking, I'm like, these are separate occasions. I do too. Yeah, okay. and they're very separate. <laughs> they're, they're very separate, and I take them very seriously. Same. Okay. And yeah. so, like, my fiance gets fucked because oh. it's like Valentine's Day is the fourteenth, and my birthday is the second day, and you it's just have like two thoughtful presents and two ready. thoughtful activities. Yeah, I'm not kidding. But uh, oh god, oh oh, I just got my chart done. Ooh, tell me what's your your moon and your rising? My rising. Wait, my moon isn't the same as my rising. 
No. So the way it works, no, it's, it's good. Let's have this conversation. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, what is the difference? So the difference is, you know, you have your sun. That's your sun sign, the time you were born. And then you have the planets to follow it. So your moon, you know, that tends to be like one of the bigger things people in LA will ask. What's your moon? What's your moon? Because it's just top, it's your top three. And then your risings, it can be determined by when you were born. Do you have notes? I know. Well, I have all my notes here about you. The copious notes. Don't look. It looks yeah, like, well, looks like memento. It's like I'm just doing like crazy, like, or whatever. What's another movie They're where it's really like sketches. They're no. really just sketches. <laughs> Have all my feelings about you and, and me, but uh, oh no, I have my so, so this girl on Instagram. Fuck, I wish I remembered her name. I should shout her out at the beginning. I'll do it. I'll have done it in, in the, the intro, yeah, and the links and the intro and all this stuff. But she was so sweet and she did my whole chart. And I think my moon is in oh god, it might be in Leo or Ooh. Pisces, but I have a Ooh. lot of I have a lot of Pisces. You do, yeah. So I'm gonna look all creative, yeah. Look it up. What is that? Okay, so I'm gonna look it up really quick. I want to know because I have a Leo rising. Oh, so damn the, it, my mom's a Leo. That's my is our, she? Oh, that oh. makes sense. You probably. What's your dad? That's our polar opposite. Um, yeah, is a Leo. Uh, my dad is a Taurus. So you came through your mom, I bet her subconscious. That means I'm more like my mom. I, it just means that she, she, you were probably hanging out with her and wanting to come through her. Wait a minute. How do you know these? And I'm listening to you while I look at my phone to get my turn. No, it's this great. This is very important to me. We you know who everybody should reference. We are going to shout out another. Susan, Susan Miller? Because I feel like she's letting me down lately. No, 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 no. Who She's, you know, she's good and all. But no, my astrologer, who her name's Daniel Beinstein, and everybody should look her up and yeah. work with her because she's actually incredibly grounded. Her undergrads at NYU. And then she went, you know, and got her master's in spiritual psychology. So she's very psychological based. So yeah. it's actually really practical. You know, she's like, this is how it can affect your life. And this is what's going on in your relationships. And it's really grounded advice. It's not like, and whatever in the stars. <laughs> you know? Rising sign Pisces. That's my ascendant, right? Okay, yeah. And then my moon is in Taurus. Oh, yeah. That's good. It is good. It's, they're great. Yeah. Like, it's fun. I asked what you about your here? Venus. What oh, my Venus. Say? God damn it. Yeah, because that's love. Uh, oh, my God. My Venus. Okay, uh, Venus is Aquarius. Oh. What does that mean? Well, I just It's interesting because what she'll say, and I'm totally paraphrasing her right now, but like Aquari- men who have Aquarius in their Venus, because that determines sort of the way we connect it. it can, it's one of the asset, one of the points of connection and relationship and love but the Aquarian man my dad has an Aquarius uh, Venus actually but they're they're just as we are as Aquarians as a sun sign we're more aloof and we're very independent I don't know if you are this way you might be more sensual with Taurus in your chart but more like physical and I'm not I'm like super heady I'm like let's philosophize till the cows come home to me that's like an orgasm I love that too we'll keep going and so Aquarian men they tend to be you could call them or Aquarian Venus men with that in their planet they're sort of a little bit more of the emotionally unavailable. (laughs) Wait, so does that mean I'm emotionally... If I have Aquarius in my Venus, that means... I'm emotionally unavailable? No, it doesn't have to. Because men and women, I, I find that masculine and feminine with signs are very different. Okay. And so, and men again. Are from Mars, women are from Venus. Totally. Okay. Right? Which is great. And my Venus is an Aquarius. <laughs> what does that mean? So for you, it could actually be exactly what we're talking about. Again, things that your point of connection and relationship might be like a lot of independence, a lot of philosophizing, very intelligent, wanting to do a lot of cultural things, yeah. um, more up above conscious and spacey rather than, you know, like if somebody's in like deep Virgo, <clears throat> they might be a lot more physical and having a point of connection or communication might be really deep for them. 
if that's their penis. So what do I need? If my penis is an Aquarius, what am I looking for? Well, there's so oh much my God, more. I invite you here and I'm like, tell me all about me, please. Thank you, Lacey. <laughs> you will laugh at this because my partner, he's a double Virgo. So that means his moon and his uh, sun sign are both Virgo. Oh my God. And Wait, so that, that's not his rising. No. So okay. his rising Sag. And so he's really funny because he loves to pull like, you know, I don't know, something in the back of a magazine that'll talk about an Aquarius. And it always talks about how narcissistic <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I like every Aquarian woman I know is roughly narcissistic. Uh, me or too. confident is a better word. <laughs> no. Outgoing. Because narcissism. It's, it's all about me. Like, Isn't that how we all are in Los Angeles? I mean, kind of. God damn it. Yeah. But I think like even his Aquarian friends that I know that are women and stuff, they tend to be like, Big, vivacious, and a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> Big, vivacious. Yeah, and also, like, I'm a loner. Like, I'm like... Me too. And I, but then I'm like, why do I feel like every female friendship, like, that I started, why do I feel like they go away or they yeah. don't choose me? And it must be me because I, I don't make myself available all the time. Yeah. I'll, I'll get in moods where I'm like, we're doing it and I love you and, like, yeah. I'm here and, like, I want to connect so deeply. But then I, like... Retreat Meet space, but it's not yeah. personal to other people. Mm-hmm. But I'm it's, just not. It's as, very Aquarian. Yeah, yeah, I just I get. I'm not. I don't get cold, but I get very like scared, or I need to like recuperate. And I'm an only child, and yep, I'm, like, I'm like fully. for a long time, and now I'm not anymore. <laughs> oh, you yeah. you were like that for 13 years. Yeah, so I, I get it. But I like going out, but then also I'm like I have so much stuff to do, and like I try to balance like the alone time when we self generate and we make stuff. You've totally. got to like make time for that, and then I'm like. Oh, I'd feel guilty if I wasn't at home doing that, but I got to invest in my friendships. But also I must do something that puts people off because I always feel like I lose friends. But then also I've texted Angela this before and Mm -hmm. I've been like, why does it seem like that happens? Like not to me necessarily, but like it makes me sad when like friendships kind of go away. Mm -hmm. And I was just like going, oh, like... I don't know why, why I texted her that, and but she gave me the nice. She was like, it's LA where everybody's busy. I wasn't talking about my relationship with Angela. I was just reflecting on... Because I all I know all these really strong independent women who and we're all just like off doing our thing, but I feel like I take it so personally. I'm always yeah. like, no, I have closer, blah blah blah. I think you're hitting it on the nose though, because I'm victim of this in certain ways. Is you know, it's hard harder for us to nurture friendships than Aquarians? it is other people. I I find that at least it's harder for me because I love like I see maybe one friend a week. I yeah. love space. Yeah, even from my partner. Like to me, the ultimate downtime is completely alone that's my favorite yeah mm-hmm. but i also am like super loyal i don't know if this is same okay. yeah. yeah so loyal and i love like a really good intense text exchange <laughs> like i'm always available for that yes. like and i also <laughs> and also even if i'm not around where i'm gone i'm probably i'm completely uh in love with the people that same. i'm thinking of and then probably just from afar just from afar yeah. and like completely loyal and dedicated to them and same. like i'll pick them up if they're on the side of the road and they needed me like when it really when it really counts but like the socializing stuff and like the minutia of everything but also that i'm also partially being like but do they hate me because i'm not mm-hmm. hearing from them mm-hmm. I hope they're, which uh, could be the narcissism oh really oh yeah that's about me <laughs> yeah. oh my god well let's throw it right back to you Lacey phillips founder of free native okay so oh my god all right so how did you go from like, when did you move here? Like, where are you? F- okay, we know where you're from. Yes. So when did you come here? I want to take us up to, tell me your life story. Yep. <laughs> take us up from like you moving to LA, when that happened, and then how the fuck did you get to, yes. to 
be here. Yeah. I'll put it in a nutshell because oh, I feel like no, so like, many people have been hearing this they story. Have, but not like, on this podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So to my community, just like zone out for the next two seconds. No, no I'm God. kidding. I'm totally they kidding. They want to hear all of it all the time over and over again. <laughs> um, so I grew up between two places. So Mariposa, which is right outside of Yosemite, and then this little town in the Central Valley called Modesto. And at 17 and a half, my mom used to be an actress and a model, like aspiring, you oh, know, goodness. who grew up in Eagle Rock. So at 17, I wanted to act and she said, let's send out for agents. So we did. And I got one right away. And then I was coming down here. So it just made sense to move because I had booked commercials and I think how everybody sort of gets out here. And so I did it. You live with your mom out here? No, I just came alone. No, I came at like 17 and a half. I think that's how old I was. I was already out of high school. And so it just, I was coming down two or three times a week at five hour drives. And my yes. cousin and a lot of friends lived at UCLA. So I always say I got like the fun UCLA experience yeah. <laughs> as I partied and hung out with all of them, but, but didn't, didn't go to school. Oh, oh so wow. it was great. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I didn't go to college. Yeah. Did you go to college? No. No, me neither. A lot of Aquarians don't. Who needs it? Right? All right. Like, would it have helped what we're doing now? I don't no. think so. You have a lot of debt. Actually, maybe it would help me. I'm, uh, maybe I'd be a better writer, but no, no, no. Right, right. I'm, I'm learning. I'm taking the Aaron Sorkin master class. You're self, yeah, self-studier. Yeah. Oh, see, like, come on. That's pretty I'm going to be fine, you guys. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Tell me everything. And so I was acting, and that's actually how I met Angela. And um, I was acting until like around 25. And the best way I can say it is I had an awakening. I just woke up and things were going fine. Like it was all good. And I was booking stuff and not booking stuff the way that we do. And and so at 25, two things happened simultaneously. I got super into manifestation when I was 17 because we had a family intuitive who said, read this one book, follow it to a T. And if you do, you'll manifest everything you want. And I think as struggling artists, we're always trying to figure out how to make money because everything's so uncertain. And so I did. I followed it to a T. I did everything, all the rituals, all the practices, and it didn't do much. And then I moved Wait, on. Yeah. Slowing you down. Yes. What was this book? Okay. Don't read it. Oh, okay. Let me write down this. Can you just tell me the book anyway? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. The Game. I'm like writing it down, yes. you guys. The Game of Life and How to Play It. And wait, where'd you meet Angela? And so Angela and I met, I think at Playhouse West. We were both studying there. I love this. This has turned into like the tribute yeah. to Angela Timber. We love you, girl. We love you. Love you, Angela. <laughs> and if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, oh, like everybody follow Angela Trimber. And at, yeah. At Angela Trimber. Now, like this instant. <laughs> and free and native. Uh, but Thank obviously, you. duh. But uh oh Angela, Angela. Angela's bird. Oh, and Angela's bird. Henry. I need to follow <laughs> Angela's Oh my bird. god, I love this. This is like a full on shout out. And Angela's bird, Henry Trimber, who is I a follow. girl. Who's a girl? Yeah. Oh my god, this is I getting think she found out it's a whole, girl. Just recently? I mean it just she keeps saying she. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Angela oh my god I'm gonna burst into tears because like Angela like took such good care of me on like New Year's Eve I I oh. took like something like MDMA oh and we're and like bad did not go bad but like it, I took it later on in the night and then oh. I kicked in later and it was like 4 30 in the morning yeah. we're leaving the party and Angela like made sure like I got into my like my lift and everything and sat with me and talked to me and just made sure I didn't get into any like unsavory hands and stuff and Ugh. and then she said that she was like she's like no you know you're gonna love because I didn't want to be alone yeah and uh but I didn't want to end up with some guy I didn't know or whatever. Yes, and good. I'm sitting with Angela and she being so loving and I was sitting in the backseat of her car because I couldn't sit in the front because 
because Henry Trimber's like equipment was in the front. So I was like, oh my God, Angela, I don't want, I don't want you to feel like, like she has a birdcage in her front seat. She has like a birdcage in her front seat. I hope she's okay with me talking about all this. totally okay. Okay. I mean, it's all over Instagram. My God. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh God, I guess I have to sit in the back. She's like, yeah, you got to sit in the back. And I was like, I don't want you to feel like my Uber or my Lyft driver. And she's like, no, 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 I don't. And she was like, she was so gentle and kind and loving with me. And she's like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so high. I can't believe this. Like, this is not like me. I don't do drugs. I, I hate being out of control. I yeah. don't. And, and I was just like, I was very like kind of internal, but, but I felt very like euphoric. And, uh, and then I will throw it right back to you. I promise. No, but, I'm, I love this. And then she's like, no, it's going to be really nice. It's, you know, like you can uh, just take a really nice bath. Like that'll be really lovely. And you might just really enjoy like a nice bath and be cozy in your space. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to take a bath. And That's I actually great advice. I know. And I got yeah. home super safe and I texted her. I was like, thank you so much for taking care of me. I took a bath and like, and I was like, love and did and you life. have breakthroughs? I didn't, I didn't have breakthroughs, but I just felt like cozy and calm and taken care of. And just like, and I like burst into tears the next day being like, oh my God, I love my girlfriends. Yeah. I love Angela. Like, it's just like, I just felt like, cause you, you I met her probably 10 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. no, maybe less than 10 years ago, but it's such an interesting thing when the, like the longer you know someone and you have these people in your life and to know that like w- if you go off in other directions, you have adventures and you intersect again and you see each other and they're like there for you and it's such a meaningful like it just made me feel so nice to have like a girlfriend who like looks after me and I love and yeah anyway. And so. the beauty of that too to add on to that it's so beautiful to mature together. Oh like, my god because we're so different. It changes so much yeah. you know like even her and I like you know we've matured into such different people than we were yeah. you know. And we're the same but we're like different yeah and for the better totally because we know we're like more grounded in ourselves and we're learning from each other and and is isn't that such an interesting thing to it's see? Magic. It's magic. It is cool. magic, especially with friendships like Angela, where you can really just be yourself. Like yeah. there's no judgment there. Oh my and god, she's I'm hilarious! I know yeah. it's amazing. Oh, she's so you, great. So we the, should just make this about Angela. I know. I'm just gonna look at the chair as if she's sitting right there. Okay. Yeah. I hope she even listens. But if she doesn't listen to this for like three years, she's like, "Fuck, I miss." Oh, oh, tell her, you yeah. guys. Um, wait, so you're in the acting class. Okay, so 25. Two things happened to yes. you simultaneously. Yes. So number one is I. like had an awakening I woke up one morning and I had just started my first you know film and I I just was like oh my god all of my friends who are serious regulars are starting to get work or question it and then I started to take inventory I was like wait out of the thousands of auditions I've been on thousands there's two projects I wanted to be a part of which were how to make it in America and Greenberg and I was like so the rest of my career even at the time I was making my own stuff I'll be happy you know zero 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 point whatever percent of the time so there was that um and so I called my dad and my I remember my representation that day and first I called my dad and I was and I already had chosen not to go to college which my parents freaked out about and then I called and I was like I'm gonna quit acting and he was like no <laughs> you're so close oh, and everybody had that feeling and I was like no I know that it's I know there's something greater for me and I know I've only been doing this entirely since I was 17 and I was working my ass off like studying constantly that I was like I don't even know who I am outside of this this validates me and so I fired my representation and that was it and that same year as well I had started to notice that even with all of these manifestation books out there that I think a lot of us are familiar with that I was using I knew I was a really good manifester but never in the same way as they were teaching me which is the think positive rhetoric the imagine you have it already rhetoric all of that stuff that I was trying so deeply but it wasn't equating to what I wanted but I did 
I was manifesting really kismet stuff. And so the same, like not at the same day, but in the same year, I threw both things away. And um, with the manifestation, I was like, I'm just going to watch what I do and watch what shows up when and how based on what I'm doing and throw all of that away. And so it became kind of like... I want to say like a three-year study, not something I was super focused on. I was just really noticing what I was doing. And the biggest thing I started to learn was it didn't have much to do with my thoughts at all. I don't believe our thoughts create a reality. And oh, wow. I always tell people, I'm like, think about it. We think in such polarity all day long. Our lives would be a shit show if we were that powerful of like with things out of like the self-deprecation to the things we want to this, to the neur- neuroses. Like yeah. it's just, we're not that powerful. So I knew that there was a component that had nothing to do with our thoughts, but what I did know a hundred percent for sure is when I would grow my self-worth, things I wanted started to show up. So it was like, hmm, there's something there. So whenever I start to work with the universe where I'm stepping into my power, and it was actually dating, which we'll talk about a lot of because I yeah. assume your listeners are pretty into that. It's that, but it's turning into everything now. It's okay, like good. turning into Yeah. Okay, great. So with that, like dating was actually one of the biggest models where I started to learn this because I think like most women in LA, you know, at that young age when they're dating guys, they're just going through, which I got to witness you back in the day with your blog. They're just like going through it. Oh, I'm so, I've been so promiscuous. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was doing myself a favor and the guy, I was like, I want this. Yeah, no. Lucky them. No, it's low self-worth. It is. It is. Is it? Is it really? You know what? It is. It is valid. I didn't. To have so a lot of those dicks yeah. in my private, okay? I really didn't, or my mouth. and the guys were super stoked. They, they were stoked. They, they were, were stoked. Like, this this easy chick is awesome. Was this easy? <laughs> oh my god! I know. Oh my god! And I didn't necessarily suffer after every rendezvous. Thank God. At least I did myself that favor of not suffering. Good. But now I'm trying to like just like on New Year's Eve, I went home. Without having put an unnecessary <laughs> private in my private. Good job. Shout out to Angela Trimber. Yes, Thank you yes. so much. Look at Angela. You're changing <laughs> Saving lives. lives. <laughs> Helping me grow my self-worth. I'm not even kidding. It's okay. really legit. And yeah. she's been doing a lot of work. I'm oh. proud of her. Oh, God. I don't yeah. want to. Oh, man. Okay. I hope she's okay that we're talking about her She'll so much. She'll be fine. Okay. We're not getting yeah. personal about her life. You yeah. know, this, is, this is about her <laughs> having a positive her. effect on my life. And but, Henry. And Henry Trimber. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, go on. So, dating was like the biggest model you know and I started to I could play with things when it was dating because you know I think for me, I had gone, like I had taken two years. I got my heart super broken at 23. I mean, massively broken. Yeah. And more than heartbroken, I think my ego was shattered beyond belief. Uh, so at that point, I was just like my self-worth, my sense of self was completely rocked. And so for two years, I was single. I just chose consciously to be single, but I wanted to experiment. And of course, I think like most women, I'm like, well, if the one comes along, of course, you know, I'll get rid of this two-year situation. Yeah. And And it was like asshole after unavailable. I mean, I just, all my tests came to me in those two years. And so a thing that I believe with manifestation that I started to learn is I believe two things are happening and they play off of each other. I believe number one, that the universe, source energy, God, your own inner intelligence, whatever you're talking to. Yeah. I believe that the force behind the energetics of manifestation is the only intention it has for us is to grow into our most whole authentic version. Wait, let me get this straight because you're yes. talking a little fast for my brain <laughs> at this current moment. Yes. The only what? So the only um, 
intention for it, like when we're working with another energy, when we're co-creating. So let's say the universe. So when we're working with the universe, its only intention for us is to grow back into our most whole authentic versions of self, which is what we came into the planet as, as babies before we were growing up and all of this pain and shame and societal programming and all these things were layered onto us that made us close down our authenticness. Is our authenticness like, I don't want to say our soul, but like our, our you know, like when we decided to come into this spot, I, yes. I'm very into Abraham Hicks. I yeah. don't know how you feel about Abraham Hicks. I don't, it's not my, it's not my jam because I practiced it for a long time you did. and it wasn't successful for me, but I'm very, very familiar with their teaching. So, so we but, can talk in that language. But do you believe in the, like, I don't even have the language down. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, but the like, source. So that you're like source energy yes. and then, and then you, we, we come into this body. Yes, I believe that. So that, that yeah. will, we can, we can, that you agree with. with totally, Abraham. totally. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. So, so like I, what I believe for instance is that we're souls that have been, you know, know either we're incarnating for the first time or we've been traveling or whatever we've been up to in our prior lives and we float around our parents whether it's the mom or the dad and we're trying to come through when the time's right we're choosing to come through and so when that soul comes through onto the planet and we take this body we have an authentic essence about us it's an authenticness it's an energy and I believe that society raises children in a really um I don't know uh unproductive way in the sense that the way we should really be raising children is watching their little essence unfold and show itself to us and gently guiding that rather than putting all of our shit, our programming, our wants, our ego, and our need onto them and then throwing on top of that society's similar structure of success and all the things. You diminish their entire purpose for incarnating, like incarnating, um, incarnating. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a clam or, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, a clam is a great way to put it because then they close off and that becomes a shell and ego. So essentially what we are today, you and I, or if we're doing a lot of work on ourselves, we're a little bit less of it, but essentially what we are is we're just what I call an ego shell. All we are is a compilation of everything in our lives we've been loved for by other people. So we've chosen to continue morphing into that. So it's not really who we are oh for the God. most part. Yeah. We're in our like lovable ego state. We're like, oh, this makes us popular, attractive, um, loved by people, which that's all we really want out of life is connection and love, you know? So when we're floating around in this ego shell, this compilation of everything that uh, has been other people's liking of us that was safe growing up, you know, you can take like just simple shame when you're a kid. We're survivalists as a species and as children. So when we witness something happening outside of us or we do something that we get in trouble for or we're not loved for, we were then shamed. And so we throw that into our shadow. We just, you know, like get rid of it because it won't continue. We won't continue to be loved or fed or nurtured if we continue behaving in that way. Does that make sense? I barely understand. So if, if we see something Sorry. I mean, so let's take like, let's say you came into this body and let's say you were this artist who's a writer and, you know, creator, actress. And let's say you had been born in Milwaukee with farming parents who thought that the dream and the pinnacle of success is to become a lawyer. And you had all this expression and creativity, but they were like, mm, 
lawyers make money and artists don't. That's a day job. Let's just say they abused you on top of it. Like, let's say it's just, you know, emotional abuse. You're going to start to put all of that creativity in your shadow because you weren't loved for it. So you're going to close off and become kind of this clam who has to go and be a lawyer. And you're going to be unhappy on that trajectory because it's not your soul's purpose. So you're not in your authenticness, right? That's just an example of what that could look like. So most of us are these balls, these compilations of ego. We're just of what other people approved of us or what society has approved of us. That's what we are. So now to reduce that all back down, the universe, I believe its only intention for us is to knock us back in and assist us back to that authenticity. That's being in alignment. That's to, being in alignment. To speak in Abraham Hicks terms. You got it. Which That's is, exactly it. That's okay. flow. That's, That's flow. Okay. Yeah. And Let's so, talk in your terms, but if, if I accidentally say a term, no, from, it's great. A lot of people are probably familiar with it, and there's a lot of um, overlapping with you know language and terminology, so that's fine. I just don't like where I differentiate from a lot of manifestation teachings out there is I don't believe in spiritual bypass, new age rhetoric, and what I mean by that are superstitions. I don't believe in things like think positive. If you think negatively, you'll attract that. It's bullshit. It won't it's happen. Bullshit. Okay, so how do we? Raise our, so if the, if mm-hmm. if at the root what you're saying is yeah. in your practice or what you teach is self worth gets you into flow. You got it. Self worth equates manifesting what you want. Self worth equates manifesting what you want. So yes. how do you raise your self worth? You get back into your authenticness. And, and how so, do you do that? <laughs> that's a great question. And so that's what I spent literally my career trying to deduce from energetics, which I'll talk about that in a minute, down into actionable steps. So what I mean by that is... Um, and I use a lot of psychology and just, here's my gift. This will make it a little bit more clear. I'll just okay. talk louder so we can't hear that. Yeah, there's a man outside the studio yelling because he doesn't care. He probably hates women. And, and he's uh, not going to manifest how anything clearly. Dare he's he? not listening. He's actually very handsome and kind, but uh, right now he's he getting, on my, getting on my last nerve. Okay, keep going. Um, okay, so I have this weird gift. It's I've been born with it. And like the best way to, I don't know, give it terminology is called claircognizance. So Wait, what, say that again, louder and slower. Yeah. Uh, Claire cognizance. Claire cognizance. Yes. So people who have extrasensory gifts, let's say you're, you know, clairvoyant, meaning you see things in the future, or Claire, I think it's sensia, Claire sensius or something, where you can feel things happening. Mine's a little bit different where I just know it and it downloads through me what's going on. And I specifically know it to energetics surrounding manifestation. So what I mean by that is I know when this thing happens, that thing will follow. When this goes on, this thing will fit it. It's just, I understand how the energy of it works. So for you or just for people in general, that's for myself into. and learning through myself, through patterning and then watching other people. I'm very, I'm, it's just very simple for me. You're an empath, right? I wouldn't. Yeah. I think, an, I think everyone is like, are they? I believe. Yeah. Are more people more sensitive to it than yeah. some people more. Um, They're just more developed. Yeah. That's like a better way to put it. And they were probably raised in environments or they have stronger, you know, connections. They have more sensory, but I believe everybody is a sensitive human. Yeah. <laughs> like they're capable. Yeah. Um, and mine just weirdly understands the patterning of manifestation. Okay. So like going back to that, so 
what I do, like this is what I spend all of my time literally philosophizing is to take these energetics. So like the energy of situations and then trying to boil and distill them down into human actionable form. And that's where I try to just like explain to people what's going on. And most importantly, those are the teachings that I put out. So for instance, I have this whole thing called the tools and that's all about, um, it's like everything I offer. Yeah. The thing in the tools is number one, there's called something called the formula and magnetism workshop, which teaches my whole process of manifestation, which is so grounded and it's step by step. So like that's where everybody should start because they'll actually learn how to manifest. But then I have all of these other things, which is to answer your question, to teach you how to get back into your authenticness. So like one that's very popular and it's a standard that I recommend to all of my clients is called reparenting. Reparenting. Yes. So that means you go down. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. And it would probably be like, it was super helpful for me. I think it's helpful for anybody, but. You know, Angela and, and our other friend Penelope took one. I think, they, I don't know what they did. Yeah. It's none of my business to say what they did, yeah. but uh, they were both like, you will love this. Oh, good. Like, I was like, oh God, okay. They're like, do this before you interview. I was like, I don't know if I have time. I've got to draft. They're like, make time. I'm like, oh God, I, I didn't do it yet, but I will do it. Don't worry about it. And plus, like I tell people, don't do it until you feel called to because you're not going to fucking do it. You're going to buy it and then not do it. And to me, I only care about results. So I'm like, I'd rather you do it when you're ready to do it and actually do it because that's when you'll be in a place a little bit more open to morphing and changing. So that's one. There's like reparenting, which takes you through all of the stages of development, like pre-utero birth. And then as a toddler of how you should have been parented. And then you go, the way that I work with people is through hypnosis. So Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, and it's in person? I do in person. You also do it online. I, yeah. My wait list became bananas. Like at this point, wow. I'm booked out until nine months. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. So. And you also have like pre-recorded things that are on that people can do That's for workshops. Okay. Keep yes. going. This is great. Okay, people and need to go to freeandnative.com and then it's all there. Totally. Right? Okay. And I always say like, it's way cheaper. I create these so you don't have to work with me because I'm such an Aquarius that loves my space. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Your website is so incredible. And then there's so many blog entries. Like, uh, yeah, blog entries, uh, recommendations, like beauty and health and, uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, keep going. I want to know everything. So that's like to answer your question. My whole, um, I don't know, like purpose on earth, I feel is A, to start to tell people like get rid of the bullshit superstition because, and I'll talk about that because I think it exhausts way more of your vital energy trying to be something that you're not. So trying to be positive, trying to be the thing you want, trying to hold that vision of your dream. It's yeah. bullshit and it works against you. Oh, it does. Totally works against you. Okay. And you're so, f- you're getting further away from oh your Oh my God. Well, let's get closer. Self. Yes. Take us all closer. Because <laughs> you'll manifest <laughs> a lot faster. Yeah. So that's why I put those things out because it's like, I believe so. I don't believe we manifest with our thoughts. I believe that we manifest from our subconscious beliefs, meaning, and it's like simple psychology, meaning that when we, from the age of zero to 14, everything that we encountered um, through relationships, modeling, media, that is what comprised our subconscious, you know, and wherever we felt shame and pain and smallness, we have low self-worth. Wherever we felt we shined and that we were loved, we have high self-worth. So every single thing we're manifesting into our lives is a reflection of both of those things. The shit that's coming in we don't like, it's because we have 
subconscious beliefs of low self-worth, which I call blocks. Everything that's coming in that flows easily that we love, it's because we have high self-worth in our subconscious. So the work that I do, the way that you can access your subconscious and that it comes forward and you can manipulate it is through hypnosis. So all of my work is done through hypnotic work. That's like the actual unblocking work. And then there's the whole component to it where you have to, what I call kind of dancing with the universe where you, because I believe that the universe sends you lessons and tests and things you have to pass. It's kind of like a video game. And that's stuff that like you never will learn in these books. And it really debilitated me for a long time, not understanding that why is what what you're in bad relationships or oh yeah like I think it's actually really magical because I think I've gone through like every bottom you can kind of go through like financial bottoms relationship bottoms career bottoms um living situation bottoms and the beauty of bottoms which I love bottoms so much is because you learn how you like you expand your threshold of trust. You know how low you can go. So you can actually play with the universe a lot more with trusting of what I call jumping off cliffs and like doing things that um, make you step more into your power. So leaving the shitty job, you know, leaving the relationship, you know, being afraid of doing that. But yeah. every time you do those things, you create what I call situational magnetism. The universe loves when you step into your power. So the moment you start to do that, step into your worth, like turn down the emotional unavailable pattern of a guy that keeps coming through, the universe is like, oh, look who's starting to step into their authentic selves. Thank you for saying that because I'm going to interrupt really quick because I used to get confused because I, I, okay, and I was talking about this on my my last podcast where I love people so much. I think people are so interesting and fascinating that even though I see the red flags and I knew the person was unavailable, not right for me, I'd be like, you know what? I see it all, but uh, I'm just going to go with this until it blows up in my face. Or, or I, I would, and I would ask my friends this. I would go, is it still po- Do you think it's still possible? Because I, I would date the wrong person, but then go, but I have my eyes open. I have my eyes open for the right person while I'm in this thing mm-hmm. with the, and I would say to my friends, I go, do you think that it's possible for the right person to come in while you're the wrong person? Can the two things coexist? And I don't know what they said because I... It's a no. (laughs) It's a no. So yeah, Yeah. okay. Well, that's a beautiful thing to bring up actually because partnership is the next thing that I'm launching. And so like... Unblocked in partnership, right? Exactly. Okay. Totally. And so how that works, right? Like what I believe if you're calling in your partner, let's say you're consciously calling in your partner because there's points where you can consciously be single and have a lot of sexual experiences again I think that's you don't like that I just not for you've done that or you haven't done that I've definitely been there for sure I'm also like because I also I'm like and I I know I have friends who feel the same way and and we've talked about it uh, at great length like I'm like, I'm very sexual. I'm mm-hmm. Alexi. I'm very, I'm Alexi. I, I love sex. I, how come men can choose that they love sex and they, you know, can have it and take it or leave it? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm just a sexual person. I'm not going to be told by society that I, and then I really did try to look at myself and go, but why? Like, yeah. why? You know, I'd be like, well, I love the pillow talk and the intimacy. And like, I just love the physical act of sex. It's like a, mm-hmm. or I feel like sex is my version of meditating because it's the only time my brain shuts off and it's a human natural thing. But then I go, but why? But why? Like, why is this how I get validated? Or like, and I hope every girl is listening to this. Go, like, go deeper. What was your answer? You know, I. Oh well, if I really look at myself, yeah. it's because uh, my, my dad was a complete Lothario, reduced women to like their pussy, like yep. his words. You know, like yeah. that I learned. You know, the words like chwat, pussy, well, horrible things about women talking about them, like what a woman's worth is, and just the, thing, the gnarliest things. And my house was so overly sexualized, mm-hmm. like so many like, 
like I don't watch porn in my life because mm-hmm. I had a because I had judgment about seeing this in my upbringing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was like porn and vibrators and whips. I'm getting very honest about my own it's great. childhood. No, because like, you're going to help a lot of people right now. Yeah, you're like answering w- it. Whips and porn and and dirty comic books. Like this comic book called I mean I don't know, whatever it called like Cherry Pop Tart. Like all these things, and I would like touch myself and really I, you know, I had all these sexual experiences watch my dad just like had all these photos of women take nude photos because he's a photographer and like and I just thought yeah so I guess and this is reparenting 101 <laughs> I get yeah and it's so weird though like and only recently did I do I feel like you know and I, I'm gonna go off on this for a moment and, Great. But, but like even last January not like I ended this behavior but last January I was dating like a guy who was like a total Adderall addict super wealthy well-known really was mad about me total codependent relationship mm-hmm. immediately we were like mm-hmm. this and I was like oh, I was like I love that I love codependent Which relationships I call, I call it the trauma bonding That's trauma bonding reason, yeah. I love that phrase yeah. yes we full on trauma bonding my favorite mm-hmm. super passionate addicted to each other totally addicted yeah. to each other And but I was like narrating this like, ver- like to him the whole time like this feels unhealthy <laughs> are you sure <laughs> and I knew it was so unhealthy but I like so wanted it to work because I just wanted to be wanted and I just you was, got it and then I went, I feel like I'm, to him, I was like, I feel like I'm being tested. The universe is testing me and I totally have to walk, were, I was yeah. like, I have to walk away from this. Like, but I so don't want to believe this is a test. I want to believe that this is not a test and I've just found my person. And most women do. I hope you're listening. If you're this type of woman, um, mo- that's where most women are. And that's why you're explaining exactly why I don't condone the like, Casual. the feminist empowered you sexuality don't. because yeah. I've oh. met oh so few women that are authentic authentically in their worth about that. It's yeah. actually a very, very, very small number. Yeah. Most women. I'm glad. Good. You're having a... Like, oh, no. My nose is running. Yeah. I'm not crying. Okay, my nose guys, is running. Like, I'm glad you're, you are. That's good. I will, I will be in tears in a second, but not now. <laughs> I'm like, but beautiful. But most women are like exactly what you were saying before. It's like, I'm empowered. I'm going to do it. In my practice, I find that. And I've been at that point myself and it was bullshit. It's total bullshit. Yeah. It's unresolved issues of where you weren't getting your needs met by your dad you were having uh, I mean I won't get into all the terminology I don't around care. It. Do it yeah essentially like you were out seeking validation that you weren't receiving um both in two compartments like through enmeshment as well as oh, enmeshment enmeshment yeah yeah I read this book that Neil Strauss wrote it's great have you read I love uh, it. the truth the truth great because it's a good one people want to hate Neil Strauss because of the game yeah like, no eh, fuck that no he yeah. is so brilliant and wonderful so brilliant. that book is was my childhood an enmeshed yes. relationship with my father where I was like basically like my father's girlfriend my mom had, had to protect herself and get out of there my mom was on the podcast and we actually talked about that my mom Good. was lucky to get away, and I was there, mm-hmm. and I was essentially made to be. I mean, I wasn't molested, like, and I've really looked into that. But you that. were, in a way, yeah. yeah it's yeah, called it's emotional it? incest. Emotional yeah. incest, exactly. Ugh. Which I was going to say, and I didn't want to say. You no, know. say it. Oh yeah. my god. Um, and For so, sure. most women who are overly sexual sexualized women in any capacity have been exposed to some sort of emotional incest. Any, I mean, there's so many degrees of what they could have experienced around it. Very, very, very few women are in their power about their sexuality. And Mm -hmm. so 
when you're working with the universe, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, you know, at all, all that matters is your energetics of your subconscious beliefs that you're putting out there. So if you're on a conscious level saying like, I'm this empowered woman, I'm going to be sleeping with people like good luck manifesting your partner. It's not coming because you're not in your worth where your true worth lies is in your subconscious, which is very unresolved, very low, and just trying to seek out that validation and love and connection it didn't receive when it was little. Therefore, your partner's not coming through. And furthermore, when you have people filling that space, especially what I call tests that are just testing you, the universe is like, oh, no, 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 she's not in her power. Because when we're manifesting something, it's usually greater than where we are right now. There, Otherwise, we would have it, meaning it has a greater self-worth than where we are. So we have to grow our self-worth to align what we're calling in. And usually what we want is greater. So in partnership, I'm sure what you were wanting is a committed situation with autonomy and respect and creativity. And you certainly weren't getting that. He's kind. I can trust him. He's loyal. Like Got we it. are, there's a, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. My eyes are welling up. Yes. And also I wish you guys out there listening could like, I don't know what my face looks like, but I it's have pretty. a, I have a lot of feelings on my, I'm just like, yeah, tell me more. Oh my yeah. God. What? <laughs> yes, Lacey. Don't stop. And yet I'm interrupting you. Okay. Keep, keep no, going. No, it's great. I'm fully with you. You're so right on. Keep going. No. And you're, thank you for being so vulnerable because so many women and even men tuning in are going to be able to connect to what you just said. So many people that are putting out the ego shell of I'm this empowered sexual person, so I should be able to do whatever, whatever, whatever. Most of the time when we're being over-sexual or we're choosing situations that aren't serving us, which I'm going to say that's what those are because they're just validating your own issues. It's trauma, trauma bonding. Um, You are continuing to communicate with the universe that you don't deserve what you want. Your worth isn't there as well as you don't trust the universe is going to give that to you. So that's what I call tests, um, and you weren't passing them. I wasn't, <laughs> but, it's good. but you lived in, you were living and learning. But I just said my last podcast because my friend was like my friend Nora was my guest, and uh, she's a really great writer, director, actress, and a very healthy, wonderful relationship. And I was like, we we're talking about relationships, and I went, yeah, I do feel like I've hit rock bottom, like rock bottom, where I just, I don't. I don't, I'm too, I'm exhausted. You're I don't, stepping into your power. I don't, your authenticity. Yeah. I don't want to take shit anymore. I don't want, that's where you're getting. I don't want to be touched. I don't want anybody. Yeah. I don't want a casual make. I don't want that. I want, I want something good. Like I just, I really do. And I'm just like, oh God. And this is something so important for listeners to recognize. Like, so when I get clients and this is so common with women, cause I work with 95% women. Yeah. Um, is that because women are the only ones willing to do the work for the most part? No, I think it's because okay. I just naturally speak to women, okay. but B, I think like manifestation. I hate men. Just yeah. kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I think manifestation is still such taboo for a lot of males as well. Oh wow. Yeah. You know? So, and I just, I think the way I, I just speak energetically is for women, but it's, I mean, I see it so much women in my practice who are, um, they'll be with, they'll have attracted in a list, you know, cause that's how I help people call things in. I don't believe in vision boards. And so they'll, they'll be like, he's the list, he's this. And, and I'm like, where's the red flags? Cause that, you know, and, and yes! they're like, well, he did this, but I don't think it meant that. <laughs> you know, it's all the shit. And I'm like, listen, and I'm very frank with my women cause I don't want them wasting their time. Yeah. I want them to be in their power and choose if they want or don't want what's coming through. And I'll be like, look, 
I'm an advisor. I'm not a coach. I can advise you like a financial advisor would tell you what to do with your investments. You then can choose to do whatever you want. So I give them two choices and I'm like, he is a test. He's not your person, but you can do two things. One, you can fucking run into the fire and I prefer you to do that. I I want you to get burned so bad that you hit your rock bottom that you'll never touch that fire again because you're going to learn your threshold for trust in the universe and you're going to make yourself so sick out of lack of self-respect that you're going to start to do the work to gain that self-respect. So there's two options. Other, And when you do run into that fire and you do engage with that test, all it means is another test is going to come through for you. So your person can't come through until you start passing tests and you start growing your worth. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight because I think I ran into the fire with uh, a test. Yes. I mean, that's why I, I like. I keep telling all my friends, I'm like, I never do drugs. They're like, Alexi, you've done a lot of drugs, especially like with this one person you dated, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, because I was on, I was on the ride, man. And then like, You're on the I was wave. The, and then and that's why I like did drugs on New Year's Eve because I had the remnants of this drug from this <laughs> friend of mine. So you really like took the fire all the way. Like, I it's took out the fire. Now, right? It's out. I'm not even. I'm really trying not to drink. Good job. I don't. Yeah. I, we'll talk about alcohol and drugs and like and yeah. all that in a moment. But go. So running back to the fire. Yeah. Hit, so I, I, sorry. I love that. Like when you know when. And when anyone is, um, I'll say microdosing with anything, because right when we date emotionally unavailable people, we're microdosing. It's a drug. We're doing it to seek validation from the wrong place over and over again. So it's a form of checking out. It's a form of a high, you know. So if you're doing that in any capacity, yeah. like whatever you're up to, and myself included, I mean, when I was working at the Thirsty Crow, every night was whiskey and coke. Like I've been, really, yeah. Oh my You've god, you've done that stuff. Oh yeah. Who are get out? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm all yes. Oh <laughs> okay. my god! You oh my know. god! Yeah, I was. I loved partying. Yeah, it was a blast. And that I was knew a, you were cool. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> it's like the drugs club. Yeah. No, I, I mean, really don't. I'm really I'm not, not that. Like I, even so. Like my fiance now, he's sober. But like I wasn't ever hard. Like all I did was coke, booze. I did a little MDMA. Yeah. But I all and I love pills. Like oh god, downers. I'm so, like the we're best. getting. This was just like because you go on your journey and this is how you. I mean, you don't have to do these things, but I know no. I've, I've had sex with so many people. I've experimented with stuff. And then, yeah, and we're learning the test and all this stuff. Yeah. This is part of it. How do you know yourself? It's a contrast. Or no, whatever. you know what's funny is I like I loved partying and I probably still would do. I mean, I never was out of control because I come from an alcoholic parent. So you're oh, like the most controlling too. person on the planet. <laughs> like, So I've never blacked out in my life. Oh, I have. Fun. None of that. Whoops. But I loved like as an Aquarius experiencing other realms yeah. and like going to places with yeah. people. I love that. Um, but what's so unfortunate is the moment I started having what I'll call an awakening at 25, I've be, I become more and more and more and more sensitive where my body can't even handle booze anymore. It's like to do this work, I can't. And it's such a burden because it's like I want to be in the south of France drinking rosé and like having a blast and smoking a joint once in a while. Do you not drink at all? No, I can't. You I know had what? yeah a sip recently of um, my dad's sake and I was out for a week. Do you know that I lately when I've been drinking rosé, even on New Year's Eve because I was drinking rosé and I thought oh I might even do drugs and I started <laughs> and then I just like started giving them to people like but at least you ended up in a bath I guess like, that's <laughs> awesome it's true I mean an Epsom You're growing up an Epsom salt bath would have been enough but um <laughs> but oh even on New Year's Eve when I was drinking rosé I was like 
it's acidic. It's just like so acidic in my body. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and it wasn't like making me tipsy in a fun way. It was just making me feel like paranoid. Not even paranoid. Just like my body physically felt acidic in my system. Gross. Yeah. So that's annoying. It's so (laughs) annoying. Isn't that like, how do the French do this? How do the French do it? They just like go, they have cognac after dinner. Like this is who I am in my mind. Like I'm like a French man in my mind. I'm like some very curated um, Instagram account where all these wonderful quotes and like pictures of beautiful women with perfect bangs like perfect. living their lives on the back of a scooter or something or like yeah like you know those accounts around their, yeah around I, their neck God, yeah it's always on the it. explore page i'm like who are these perfect people these tiny thighs totally. okay but who so, can probably drink loads they of rosé and not feel bad i think yeah. they're lying but uh, so wait so you're 25 <laughs> where were we we're all over the place wait i, I hit my rock bottom yeah you're 25 oh um but this is good for a moment just mm-hmm. to get grounded and figure out where the hell we were but oh, we have a lot of. Tell me more. What were we saying? Yeah, I mean, well, long story short, like it's a, with that. I'll finish off that. It just became a burden. Like I can't even have sugar anymore. I have a lot of endocrine stuff. Yeah. And I think the more, I don't know, like conscious, the more sensitive we become. Like the less our body can energetically tolerate. But you also, know? you need to be you need to be available to people. So clear. So you I need can't. to be clear. It's like you're responsible on your part. Yes. And if I think aren't. that's been like the... Bur- and you know what's really super funny about this? I still have the list. I think it was four years ago, I want to say, when I started like manifesting that I wanted to get married and have a family and all the things were coming through. Yeah. On that list, I was like, I, I want to manifest a no sugar household. I don't want any sugar. I don't want to drink. Yeah. I, want it, I want it to be this like very clear, expanded person. Clean, yeah. And I fucking manifested it, but like not because I want to. Any- I'm like, I don't want it anymore. I don't oh, want wow. it. You know, it, my body legitimately can't handle it. But I also think it's coincided with... I, f- I feel like I didn't choose this career. I feel like this career has chosen me and it's like a burden because I think that in order to do this work, there has to be such a level of clarity. I have to be able to channel like at all times the messages that are coming through to me to communicate that it's like, I wish I could just, again, be a, like a French dude, like in the South of France, like having tons of women, yeah. drinking cognac. Yeah. And like, I just, this is my dream. But you... But you don't say God, right? Or you don't say... Uh, I, I, when I'm working personally, I work with God. Yeah, yeah. I believe that too. I mean, yeah, so you're but channeling God. But I say the God. universe. You say the universe be. so it's not scary to other people. Exactly, so it's universal. Yeah, yeah. and I, don't you feel like your intuition... Do you meditate? I do, twice a day. Because that, that, does that help you fine-tune you into being... To be able to communicate, with, to like hear... You know what intuition does more than anything because I do so many. I think I feel like you throw it out there. I've done it. Like yeah, the practices and the rituals and what works more than anything is having no pressure on my plate and having complete alone time. It, I don't have to be in meditation. Like things come through rapidly and always for me, but that's what opens up the channel so big. So what I mean by pressure is like I don't have any work pressure on me. I don't have societal pressure on me. As well as I'm in full aloneness. I mean, I Vedic meditate I do kundalini like speaking of Ramda I do so much stuff and all of that stuff is good it's all great but it doesn't serve me as much as just the simplicity of pure alone time no pressure if I have that it's like get out a notebook it'll be full by the end of two days so what's pressure 
pressure for me because being like a child of an alcoholic, you become a a perfectionist and a control freak. And so pressure for me when it comes to work is my biggest, you know? And so for me, it's just making sure everything's perfect, done, complete. Like, and I just hired a team who I've been able to delegate all of that to for this simple reason to just be able to channel, to just receive the stuff, to get the creativity, the ideas, the new teachings and have the these people who are even more talented than I am actually carry them out and they bring so much to the table in terms of creativity. So that's where I learn like the true pressure relieves. And then it's wild when I'm on vacation anywhere that is like damp or rainy inward. It's like a flood of information comes through at those points. And that's because I don't have any pressure of friendships, of community of social media you know I just got back from Scotland for the new year and I we were always at hotels that didn't have wi-fi which was actually not fun not fun (laughs) not at all stressful yeah so stressful when you you know work in this realm yeah and it was rainy we were on like estates that were farms it just it was pure clarity your Instagram was working yeah so that's good like I was doing Instagram story I was watching where I could yeah but when you say completely alone but isn't your fiance there he is and it's hard when oh, he's around you gotta get mad at this I'm just kidding but if you guys <laughs> he live- feels the same about me really yeah. yeah well we're both like this is the beauty of this relationship that I called in yeah. it is so powerful in the sense that we're both so autonomous and so, I mean so autonomous and so creatively in pursuit and total workaholics so if you can't have one that way and one not that way in a relationship somebody's always is going to feel neglected or left out or whatever but because we're both so powerful and driven it's yeah. the beautiful most beautiful balance so when we're on vacation we're both like we start to get itchy where he's like I think I'm getting depressed on vacation because you're not doing enough right doing that's how enough. I felt in Hawaii yeah. I was like 10 days in Hawaii yeah, uh, I'm so relaxed yeah, yeah. You're like, let's get out of here I know yeah. it was crazy and unfortunately for him his work isn't really on the road like mine I can sit and geek out and you know do oh, yeah, you have a laptop yeah I'm yeah. fine. So yeah. I can like have that, you know, that hit. That what does drive. he do? We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Oh, no, it's great. So he has a clothing line that's called Older Brother. Older Brother? That mm-hmm. sounds great. That sounds like what my future partner should be wearing. Yes, he Nothing should. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're calling that it. Where is he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, because another part of me, and then we're going to go. Uh, yeah, wait, yeah. you said Older Brother? Yeah. Um, I also am starting to, to put this belief in like, I'm starting to say, well, why do we need relationships? Are they really helpful anyway? You're just, you're, that's just that's coping. me talking. I'm a cope. I'm coping. coping. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. If, like, I think I need to be alone, and like, maybe kids will just get like, uh, like I'm like talking myself out of having kids and trying to justify like why relationships are actually in in fact unhealthy uh-huh. and would mean I'd have to compromise <laughs> and they get in the way and nothing really helps you thrive if you're in a like, relationships don't help you thrive here's the deal like everybody's <laughs> sense of relationship looks different and feeling we as species need connection period and we that do. can look different for everybody oh but I want my dream connection so yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking just self, myself out of bullshit that's all you're doing it's self-sabotage no right? you're not even self-sabotaging you're self-soothing that's I'm self-soothing. You're like, no, it's cool. I'm okay without this. I don't need that. I never. Maybe that's stupid. 
good. That's, I won't be able to really work the way I want to work the way I need to work yeah, if I have another person. But which that's isn't just, true. It's not true. No, you'll find that if. And so here's like a really big component to my work. So a lot of these like new, I call them pop new age rhetoric manifestation techniques. Are always like visualize, just visualize what you want and it'll come. And I don't know about you, but I fucking visualized till I was blue in the face yeah. in my early twenties and stuff wasn't coming. Yeah. And again, getting back to the subconscious, I believe that. If we grow up with this structure of belief that we imprinted from our childhood from zero to 14, um, if it's limiting versus what we want, we have to expand into doing that by what I call seeing as believing, having expanders. So what that means is like, you need to go out and find the relationship dynamic that you want. You need to see it, relate to it and go, oh, I can have that too. And so it has to be actual people that inspire you, that have the dynamic of what you're wanting specific to your needs you have to show your subconscious that it exists your subconscious doesn't believe that it's possible until it sees it yeah so that's where visualization it'll i mean you have go to for see it, it in the real world yeah i feel like i have that you I've do you have that. a lot of them and so here's the component so there's only two things that like can be going three things really that can be going on if you don't have your partner one, <laughs> that you're not expanded through what we're talking about, which you very well could be. You could have a ton of those around where you're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm just as good as that chick. And that dude is oh, like... Oh, I don't know if I think I'm just as good as that chick. So there's that. Bing, bing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so that's where we get into the second thing, which is low self-worth, that you don't actually believe you deserve it on a subconscious level. So it doesn't matter what you're saying in your conscious mind. It means in your subconscious mind, which again, like doing any of those tools that are whatever, super affordable. I made them really cheap so people would find do this work, you get to go in a hypnotic state and actually see what you believe <laughs> on a subconscious level and start to work with that because it's usually very, very different than our conscious minds of what we believe. So that's the second component if it's not here. And then the third is, is that you're not passing tests. So it means that you're continuing to settle for the same low self-worth thing over and over and over again. So you say that now that I got rid of the blown up, blown mm-hmm. up experience that I went through. You're I'm rock get, bottom. I'm rock bottom. Well, but Hopefully. I'm, but I'm going to get another test. Yes, hundred. You might even get a few tests. A because, few tests. So here's how it rolls, right? Oh like, <laughs> tell me. You need to go expand. So, okay. like, and what I mean by that is expanders. You go and find those relationships, but it's so important that your expanders, that you identify with the woman in it, and that you also believe you're just as good as her, or if not better. I know that sounds weird. It's an energetic. I love that you're giving me the specifics. You're really breaking it down so I can understand. Because when yes. I like, I, I need information to be land yeah. to land in my brain. <laughs> And I like I like landing information when I communicate. So this is very helpful to me and my listeners. I need to believe that I'm as good as the woman yes. in, the ident- in the relationship. And that you could have it too. And so if there's any like, well, she comes from money or she's skinnier or whatever bullshit. Like and, what if stuff. And, and if they're in an open relationship, that's not the one I'm going for. So I got to remember that. It won't that. be an okay, expander for gotcha. you. Do you not like open relationships? I mean, here's my deal with them. I think I believe in all forms of like any connection you want to have with a person. If you guys are consciously creating that together. I don't I don't like them. <laughs> Not I, for me. Like I personally, again, I just think when you are, there's childhood shit. That, like the Neil Strauss's book. It's a perfect example of that, right? It's just inner ch- It's like you Does he talk about open relationships in that? I forgot. Oh my God. He like got oh, into yes. all the things. <laughs> oh yes. I forgot where he's trying to like, okay, yes, yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So, Polyamorous. Uh, like all the, th- and it's again, you just learn that I just can't. it's just childhood shit, right? That you're trying to work out. So um, you're going to, I'm going to get a few tests. Yes. All right. Are, so you need to be expanded. You need to go out and find these relationships that you, co- they really 
they don't have to be exact, but that they s- specifically fit the energy of what you want. Maybe you're, here's an example, right? Like when I was calling in my current fiance, I... How long have you been together for? Going on three years oh my now. God, that's incredible. Yeah. I know. Great. I know. It's so sweet. So when you're calling him in. Yeah. Like um, I knew I wanted something very different than what I had called in at 25, who was a phenomenal like ex and incredible person. And I just think the world of him, but we both grew in very different ways and wanted different things. And so when I was calling in this one, um, there were things on it that like had to be met um, on my list that I wanted. So in order for... <laughs> I'm blowing my nose, guys. Keep going. So yes, keep going. And um, in order for me to attract him, I would have had to have seen that he, that version of this person exists and that I'm capable of having him. So that's the requirement for these, what I call expanders, expand your subconscious beliefs. So you have to go find those. And again, if there's anything like, oh, but they're in an open relationship, or like she's this and I can't be that they're not a true expander it has there's an aha moment that happens where you go oh well if they have it I can totally have it when you have that you know you've just expanded so you need I always say like grab three or so of those because you need if depending on where your self-worth is at if it's pretty low you need a few of them because your self-worth is always going to talk you out of why you they could have it and you can't oh wow is that ego it's ego yeah Um, and all ego is a shadow so that stuff I was talking about earlier that you're throwing shadow into your self? shadow. Yes, okay. That's what ego is. Okay. And that's what most of us are just, we are, most of us are just walking around shadows. That's it. Like we're just, we're just, we're just unconsciously, uh, <laughs> playing out living shit from childhood over and, and over living and over by these beliefs that we don't even realize we're living by oh, that we didn't choose to have that we don't want. Exactly. And this is not a joke, but I don't know if it's allowed. Uh, I use couples on real housewives as potential <laughs> expanders. They better not be. <laughs> no. Want th- is that what you want? I think Ken and like all divorced. And uh-uh, happy, no, know? Ken and Lisa. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't watch it. Okay. I've caught a few episodes of um, okay. the Beverly, the LA one, and I was like, "Shit, this is intense." <laughs> I love these shows, and like, I'm like Ken and Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. If they have it, they seem. Great. So great. This is a good note because actually TV is a phenomenal place, especially for relationships to find expanders. Why? Are you serious? 100%. Why is because when we're watching TV, we go into a hypnotic state. We go from what our conscious state is, which is beta. That's what we're in now. And we go into either alpha or theta. When we're in that, that's when our subconscious comes forward and it can't tell the difference between what's real or not real. So when it, again, it doesn't understand, it's our limbic brain, our prehistoric brain. So it can't understand that this is a TV show and it's not three-dimensional and any of that kind of stuff. So when you're watching Ken and Lisa and you're like, oh my God, that exists and he treats her like that and that we could be rich and all that stuff, your subconscious is registering that as like, oh, that's possible. Is it the quality of the relationship or does it matter if he's like much older than her, mm-hmm. but they seem very happy? Is it, is it as you matter? Can, I always say you can get like fragments. I'm on fra- like, this is like the quality uh, of the relationship. Okay. And I have yes. that with other, lots of other friends where they like so make stuff together. you want a guy with money or whatever if that's your thing and again when you're manifesting out of ego I, mean, I want more than that you guys like, yeah. not just, I, don't, I don't want like okay Lacey's like so you I mean that uh, wouldn't be the worst but I'm just yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I want to laugh I want to be inspired by I want to make stuff together yeah. and, but like not have to be stressed yes, <laughs> yes. yes. I want my plate clean of, yes. of stress but you know the chef like yes. you know what? that's keep, weird keep going driver. not yeah. at all okay but so if you want you say fragments um, so fragments but like going back to actually just this conversation also it's it's so important to get real with yourself of what you do want that's getting back to your authentic self and it can't be ego so what I, i'm super lenient on what ego means to it 
doesn't mean becoming a monk who's very evolved in the Himalayas. To me, it means that you're doing it not for exterior validation, but to again, feed your authentic essence. So here's a really superficial, like totally relatable example for a lot of people. Say you're manifesting, um, uh, I I always use this one. Say you're manifesting a trip to Iceland because like you want that ex to see you there and how cool your shit in life is now. Oh my God. Wait, on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's he do unfollowed that. me, but whatever. Right. But he probably, I'm sure, stalks you still. He right? looks sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He has to. Right. You can see by who's popping up first and shit. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So. Yes. Um, let's say that you're manifesting for that. That's a two things are going to happen. Number one, it's not coming. Or B, it will come to blow up in your face. It's going to teach you a lesson to knock you back in. It's called a test. It's going to knock you back into your authentic self. So whenever you're manifesting out of that, it's very unsuccessful. But. If you, like me, I kept getting, I call them pings, like a download. Mid last year, it was like, Scotland, Scotland. It would come up in my dreams. Like, you got to go to Scotland. There's something there for me in Scotland. I don't know what it is, but it's like my soul's being sirened there. So, like, let's say that's happening for Iceland and you. It's because you have to see the landscape before global warming ruins it. If you're manifesting that, that's from your essence. So, don't be, like, if your essence feels like it needs luxury or whatever, like, don't deny yourself It that. needs luxury. Great. You know that. So it fucking manifest that. Like, <laughs> some people don't care about that and that's okay. Yeah. It's in my chart. Like when I get my Vedic astrology readings, it's like you are someone who's supposed to be around luxury. You will always have money. Like period. I put this on my story yesterday. I burned a quesadilla I could I barely that. make. Yeah. I, I could barely figure out how to make a quesadilla. I made tried to make one in my oven uh, and went up in smoke. And I was like, I am just meant to order takeout. Okay. That's, I'm just meant to make a lot of money. Yeah. And eat at restaurants. Or have like a really healthy chef. And have a healthy chef. Jesus. Who can like take breaks and you go out to restaurants. I know. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, whatever. But, uh, but yes. Okay. So yes, be honest and like in tune and like in alignment with yourself when you're not, you don't need exterior value. If it's for exterior validation, for things to notice you, for you to get love, it's just not going to happen. I I understand. Yeah. yeah, You're going to, it's going to blow up in your face. So that's the, there's that. Right. Um, now I don't remember where we were at. Oh, you're talking about, um, wait, find exterior examples in TV. It's like, it's okay to find the expanders. Okay. Oh yeah. So back to you dating and your list. So there's a lot more that goes into dating that people will know, but for you, there's three components you need to know right now is a, you need expansion. So until your subconscious is seen to believe there's no space for your manifestation to actually come through, just the same stuff can show up because you're not expanded. So that's one part. Second part is you need to be doing the subconscious work to raise yourself. Okay. Cause that's really interesting. Because I want to do that because I did a list a while ago where I went, what are all my unconscious beliefs? Because I felt like I could draw, pull them up and yeah. I, it's like... Uh, You're going to be blown away when you get down there. And start men, to see. I was like, men hate women. Women are idiots. Yeah. Uh, you can't trust blah, blah. Um, it's okay for other people to be successful, but not for me. Yeah. It's allowed, but not for me. Yeah. Um, it's all bullshit. I'm supposed to struggle. It's going to be like this forever. Um, I'm weird looking. I'm totally. this. My, I, this I mean, is I all called all. shadow. So, But if I'm able... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of other oh, shit. There's so much. But yeah. if I'm able to pull it up 
Okay, so you take it. So you're yeah. about to say it. So, so, so you got to look at all the that. things you're listing, which is really important. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a long list of why we could hate ourselves yeah. and think we're not worthy of yeah. something. Um, it's all called shadow. So what that means is when you were little, you learned these beliefs through you witnessing, modeling, it sounds like your dad and how he treated women. And then also your mom. I don't know much about her, but I'm assuming she wasn't an expander for you. And so I know, but she's probably great. My mom either. My mom's amazing, but she's a raging alcoholic and you you know, it just means she hasn't worked out her shit, but she's an awesome, beautiful heart. So you have all these things and then you're probably, you were raised in LA. So yeah. now you're raised around all the superficial superficiality and that looks mean everything and that you see uber success versus like crazy poverty or like lack of poverty, all that kind of stuff yeah. that created your subconscious. So when you're just this little essence, you know, witnessing the world and the people who are supposed to be your caretakers that are selflessly supposed to be there to nurture you, but they're not, you're going to start creating all of this shame because maybe you're at school where you didn't have a lot of money and your mom wasn't around. Oh, and, and I, I was like, I had entree into like rich and famous people's houses there you go. and then I'd be back in my like apartment yes. where I was like embarrassed to invite people over and my dad was like a hoarder but then if I had a birthday party we'd have to like shamefully clean up the place to yes. like so it's like I had like one identity if people were coming over but I was still embarrassed but it, but then like when they weren't over it was a nightmare. And people are listening, right? Because that's a clear example of your authentic self versus your shadow self. And so most of us are just walking shadows, meaning we're a compilation of all of that shame and those beliefs where we picked up we weren't good enough. All of it's not true. It just means you didn't witness the programming of expansion growing up. We can be anything. Like I, there's, I've worked with so many different types of people at this point in the thousands that... You, like anyone's capable of anything, anybody can manifest. So you bring up the the shadow beliefs, mm-hmm. right? The so unconscious. There's a sh- yeah. How do you get rid of them? So here, there's a shadow workshop that addresses like just the shadow, and you're going to go through all sorts of shit in there. It's going to be like um, you're going to do a lot of hypnosis to meet your shadow self. You're going to work with your beliefs and start to actually be able to define them through hypnosis and through journal prompts. You're going to really start to figure out, Jesus, this is what they are, and then you're going to have to do all sorts of shit. In the world, like email three friends or people you trust and be like, okay, tell me, like, tell me what my worst stuff is. Like I need to meet my shadow. And of course, sift through them realizing that their shadow can show. I mean, it's a lot of Wait, different Wait, your friends, stuff. you have to email your friends? Yeah. And oh. you're, it's, it's work. Like you want to start facing who your shadow is versus your authentic What do I self. ask them? Tell me what my stuff is. I just toss the plate. Tell me what, yeah. what is wrong with Not me. Not what is wrong with you. Like, um, oh my God. Yeah. It's like the three, you, you, I like to give a number three things that I'm doing to self-sabotage myself where I'm insecure um, and get really honest, you know, you've got to start to address that shadow and then you go and work on it. Can I ask my mom or no? The thing is, is you want to ask people who are balanced enough to give you correct information. Oh, I have like lots of bipolar friends. Yeah. Is that not allowed to ask my bipolar friends? Here's the thing. That was the most earnest thing I've ever said on my podcast because I'm not even joking. (laughs) No, here's the deal with manifestation. I always tell people, like if I get people who come to me and I can sense borderline or I can sense delusion, I'll be like, look, I'm wasting your money until you are in a place of wanting absolute pure clarity. You manifestation and getting in touch with like truly like not even getting in touch 
deprogramming to become your authentic self, you have to be the most, um, you can't be a victim. (laughs) You have to be open to total brutal self-awareness. If there's any form of delusion, it's a disservice because you're just not facing the potential of what you can be manifesting, nor are you going to manifest. So don't ask them. So don't ask them because they're not going to be able to give you the grounded true information. Don't ask my mom. Don't ask them. Oh God. Yeah. I feel like I'm already aware of so much of it, but I guess it really will help to hear it. And, and like for someone like you, where it would really benefit is to like actually get down into the hypnosis and bring your subconscious up and start to actually see, cause we, it will blow your mind. So the two that are the most important are shadow and reprogramming, or I'm sorry, reparenting because where we everything we manifest from still over and over and over the patterns in our lives, which you'll learn how to break that down where you'll be able to look at every guy you attracted in and be like, Oh my God, this is why I attract. This is my pattern. When you're in the reparenting, you get to actually open up the window to every single thing you're manifesting in your life right now is completely just a pattern from childhood. And then you get to pull it all up and start to reprogram it through neuroplasticity. So like nothing could be more advantageous when it comes to manifesting, because if you're expanding, you're doing that and you're passing tests, you're manifesting. And that's where it's like things like these books out there that failed me for a long time, they're just not helping anyone because when you tell someone to think positive... Delusional. It's delusional. It's delusion. You stay in your comfort zone, nothing changes, and you don't manifest shit. Um, If you come from like 1% of society who had a really beautiful childhood, very little shame, tons of expansion in the career they wanted, the relationship they want, the lifestyle they want. Who are these people? Who are they? I guess there are expanders. There are people who can manifest from thinking positive. Very, very, very few people on the planet are that. And so that's why you got to do the work. Like you just have to do it. It's the only thing I can tell people. And yeah. then there's a process to go with it. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to do both of those. I'm yeah. totally, you guys, I'm not <laughs> fucking around. I'm not even joking. I'm not saying this like like I'm going to. I want to see what your next year's like if you really do it. Because I know that I get very defensive. Mm-hmm. I And that's just your shadow. Our ego hates dying. It I hates dying. I think everybody hates me and is mad at me. Because mm-hmm. I was always like, Daddy, are you mad at me? Are you it's mad a at me? codependent. Yeah. Um, so I think people are hating me, mad at me, and then I get defensive from that. I get angry very easily with men. Mm-hmm. With women, I just get very like hurt, but mm-hmm. I probably have acted a weird way to them in defense and they're probably reacting to that. You know, like I, I have an ability and a desire to look at myself, and I feel like I have been for a long time. You yeah. know, like I've, I've actually You're a very grown, self-aware person. Grown, but like yeah, but like a part of me is like tearing up because not even because of what might pop up, but because like I don't want to do the work and mm-hmm. it's scary and I know that I have to do the work and uh, and well, there are three things I want to make sure I don't get off topics. I don't want to miss, I don't have that much time with you and I'll make sure I ring you dry. But uh, <laughs> I mean, this is like very cathartic and important and because I feel like the most important things are like Money, love, mm-hmm. and career. That's what everybody... Or then now throw a house into it. That's what everybody yeah, comes Yeah, a house for. and a Tesla. And so so <laughs> yeah. when you're talking about... So doing all that work, yeah. I mean, how quick... Like, so... And you can you can um, be hypnotized via the videos. Totally. They're all... I record all of them for so people. reparenting yeah. and so like, shadow. If I were to recommend That's right what I now to do. what people could do. Like, if you're like, oh my gosh, you're I want to... me here. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, no, but for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. This is a conduit to <laughs> yeah. the world. This will be the coolest podcast you've ever been on. And they're all going to get the help they need. You're welcome. Totally. <laughs> um, so I always tell people, start with the formula and magnetism workshop. Why? It's a digestible 11-part videos. It's exactly what you...
what you would get. 11 parts. Like, like, yeah, they, it's like, how long? How much? It's each like one. five minutes. Five, okay, okay. So you can digest it in a couple of hours, okay. one day, whatever oh, you want. I'll do it. You learn the fucking manifestation process. It tells you how to manifest. Then what you're going to learn in it is that you have to go pull up your subconscious and you have to start working there because you're going to learn like all about expanders and all those kind of things in the workshop. Then it comes to the actual work. At that point, the two most important workshops, again, they're $68. I'll like, do them. I did them. I made it for like, if you go to Air One for three things, because I just want people doing the work and results and I cannot get to people because of my wait list. And I just, people can do this on their own. They Am I going to be okay? Me. You're going to be fine. You promise? I promise Oh my God. I'm, I'm totally going to like text or email Angela. Yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> Angela's in it. And I'll say this openly about Angela because I say this to her all the time. A lot of people don't want to do the work. They want the fast I don't want to do the work. A lot of people don't, right? It sucks. It's not fun. I think it's like super fun because I manifest so much when I do the work. So it's become very fun for me. As same for other people, when things start to show up, they're going to be like, they get addicted to the work because it's like, oh, this is like helping. Things are coming, you know? But when you're first there and you're looking at your stuff and going through it, it can be hard. But the beauty is like, in most of them, right? So if you're in reparenting, like one of the first things you do is you meet your magnetic family. So it's one of them, like everyone will text me and be like, I'm bawling. I didn't want it to stop. It was so magical of like what could have been in my childhood. Oh my God. Because you're starting to reach your authentic self. That's just a connection with your authenticness. So it's not all like super heavy lifting and crazy. There's so much beauty that comes through it, breakthroughs. And the most important thing is that you're reprogramming your subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> going to say about Angela though? Oh, Angela, it took me for, I finally told her, I was like, until you do A, B, C, and D, we won't do sessions. <laughs> it's not, oh, wow. Oh, and my- she's awesome. She's like doing it all right now. She's following it. Angela and I have always had the jokes and a lot of cancers, women that are cancers that oh, are she's clients. a cancer? She's a cancer, but with an Aquarius moon. That's oh. why you guys, because you have the Pisces and yeah, the Taurus. Yeah. yeah, you guys are insane. I have a Capricorn moon, so we're very, I mean, there's so much more in there, but um, for years, I'd always be like, she'd be like, what do I do? You know, she'll like text me and want things and I'm like I'm going to tell you what to do and you're not going to follow it but here goes yeah, but now <laughs> she does she does I'm she's an so advocate proud of her yeah she's, she's really really like stepping into look at this community this. of a community of women like telling each other like Penelope and Angela and, and Penelope you and was me. so cute um, too. oh wait but what were you saying so you're like do the work you yeah. made it available if you go to Erewhon and that's, yeah. a, that's a very hip hot <laughs> hot uh, very very expensive um, health food store like here in Los joke. Angeles yeah it's like a $400 gum for an avocado like, yeah yeah, that's where I got this uh, nasal, this uh, inhaler. For $60. For like $65.99. Um, but okay, so you do those two things. You start yeah, with the first start thing. Start with the thing, just to learn the process of manifestation. That's going to be different than like think positive and visualize, you know, all the shit. It's going to be like, this is what actually works. And it's very grounded. It's like simple psychology and neuroscience and my own process. Then you want to go right into reparenting is what I would suggest How next. many of those? How many? Uh, so the way that they work, um, and it's like so beta, you can access it from your phone from your computer I like wanted it for any like the most accessibility as possible for people because I just want them it's like an infomercial on manifestation I love it this is not a sponsored ad you guys (laughs) not Not at at all all. okay I'm like paying Alexi a (laughs) lot of money (laughs) oh my god no but but tell me so how many because I'm gonna do this like tonight I'll be up until four in the morning I mean you stay up anyways it looks like I do I really do (laughs) you might as well be productive I know I'm serious Um, okay so like you're so what you'll 
will do is your I would recommend is reparenting as the first thing. And the way that they're you can call them modules, I don't really do that, but it's they all have days attached to them. So like reparenting is eight days. It takes twenty or thirty minutes a day. You can do it all in one fucking day if you want. Yeah. I just space them out for days because some are heavy and people need space to process and digest. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So then you have access for two months. So I always tell people you have it, go back and do it over and over and over again. Learn the stuff based on what's coming up in your life. Like keep while you have access, keep going through it. So, and then a lot of people will be like, I want to do a couple of them. What should I do? And if you're doing two at one time, say you're doing shadow and which they correlate really well together, shadow. Oh, you can do them at the same time? You can do them at the same one, time. One each a day? One in the morning, one in the evening is okay. what I tell people. That's a good way to space out your your brain, your subconscious to yeah. allow it to create those neural pathways and start to process and do the work. And when you start this work, I just like to caveat this for people, shit's going to come up for you. It's like when you do a juice detox, right? When you're doing a juice detox, like all sorts of shit happens. Like toxins are releasing and you're getting headaches and chills and all these weird things. It's kind of called like the kundalini flu when you're doing this, an energetic detox can happen. So things like you can start having really wild dreams where you're processing all of your stuff. You can get the flu. Things can just happen to you because what's going on when you, our brain controls everything in our body, right? So when we're in a hypnotic state and we're creating these different memories or healing old memories, what's happening on a deep, deep cellular level is we're releasing old energetic trauma. So it's like, it's like releasing toxins. So I always tell people support yourself while you're doing this work. Epsom salt baths, like massage if you can. Give yourself an Abhyanga Ayurvedic massage. It's free. Um, if you have a 12-step group, if you have a friend you can call, if you need it, you know, there's if you do Kundalini, there's this really great Kriya called Fists of Anger, which you can just Google on YouTube and it helps you move that energy around or get in a fucking baseball bat and hit it again. <laughs> Against your pillow. Yeah. But if you're needing support while you're moving this energy, just do it. Like, and people like, you know, some things can get heavy for them. For me, I, I like to just move through things because I see such incredible stuff start to happen when I do just sit and move through it that um, I'll be like, if you need to take a tiny break, take a day or two, but it's kind of like your yoga edge, like yeah. get back in it. Like don't give up because if you're really wanting to manifest, this is what's going to do it. It's growing your subconscious self-worth that's it it's expanding growing your subconscious self-worth and it's passing tests from the universe like that is in a nutshell those are the most important key components to manifesting it's not visualizing it's not thinking positive and it's certainly not like sleeping with the guy <laughs> it's just not yeah <laughs> Um, Poor Alexa, your head's like spinning. No, I'm just, I want to try, I don't forget to ask you anything because I like this is, this is the most interesting. This is like such a perfect beginning of the year yeah, episode. Yeah, especially it sounds like you're on a good track For already. me, for the listeners, for anybody, for like, this is, this is just really important. I'm really glad you're here. So well, like, thank too. you for being here. I'm grateful. This is like a really loving. Without you, I wouldn't be blogging. Well, I love that. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. So I don't feel, I don't fucking feel guilty for no, taking too much of your time. No, codependent, which you have to work through. For, okay, so guilty saying I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah. here's, um. All right. Oh, and is, is this is this the same um, 
method what about for bringing in money yeah the same, so there's bringing your dreams like career stuff here's a great like again it's 68 dollars. like everyone was coming to me for money and there's a very specific energetic around attracting money and there so is. it's different from the other stuff totally different okay. from the other stuff and it's all about stepping into your worth and blocking looking at the programming of money you grew up with which is massive for everyone Poor. people think i'm rich or something it's so funny when people are like oh she's a rich kid her dad's a photographer he's like yeah. this or that and i'm like it's because what? you learned how to like have that essence about you. I yeah. mean, maybe I'm I'm tall. <laughs> I learned how to have. I, maybe I like copied good style, or I found people. Maybe I looked for expanders at some like to be yeah. like I want to be fancy like these people I see on television, or that's what the. But I don't think that I, I was always worried. I smelled like poor when I went to school, <laughs> which is awesome. I, like people would be like because everybody had their household smell. Yeah, and you go to oh, a friend. Yeah, that you know, is so true. When you go over to a friend's house when you're like in fourth grade or second yes. grade, and your their house smelled a certain way, and and. And uh, and then I always would wonder. I go home. I go. I wonder what my house smells like. What that my is so interesting because it sticks to the person. Yeah, yeah. And you can't smell your own smell because you're all used to it. Yep, totally. So what were those people smelling? Yeah. Did do like a, this is a short <laughs> film. That's so cute. Oh, God, Everyone can relate to that. But I just thought I smelled like poor. I was like terrified. <gasps> that should be the title. I smell like poor. Yeah. <laughs> or did I smell poor? Did I smell oh, like poor? That's incredible. But uh, but yeah. So the money is a different uh, energy. And so it's a total energetic. And again, like uh, I thought about this. I was like, I can make so many people were coming and I was like, oh, we're wasting a set. And I know I say wasting a session because I feel like I have it all figured out. And money is like the least hard thing for me to manifest. Oh, these really? Days. Relationships, like all of it's mastered. Money, relationships, Whoa, rub career. that shit off on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like that's the, right now, like manifesting a baby is a whole nother thing. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, so exciting. Yeah. It's super, it's super exciting. But um, the money thing, once I figured that out, I was like, fuck, this is easy. Like, whoa. Tell me. So or I, the, you have a class. That's it. I created like the same thing. It's an, an unblock that teaches you the energetics around career and money, period. Like, oh, career and money is one thing. Yeah. It's there. So, and here's another really like mind blowing thing. Yeah. Where you're blocked in relationship, you're usually always blocked in money. They're the same, usual, like they um, always correlate to each other. Oh, really? Why yeah. is that? It's just a worth thing. And even if you look in astrology, like my astrologer, Danielle Weinstein, will always say this. She was like, you have the Venus and then you have the houses of money and they're usually pretty attached of money and love. And if you look at Kundalini or something, right? The Kundalini energy, it's a sexual energy and a creative energy. So they're usually always pretty connected that root chakra, that worth center, um, that when you start unblocking one, you start unblocking the other two. And you'll find people who are usually broke and single. Like it's usually a similar Broke thing. and single. Isn't that a TV show? It should be. Isn't <laughs> it? It probably is. It hasn't it been 20 times? It should. It's, it's fascinating. It's universal. It's people universal. can relate to it. Totally. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, well, two questions I have and, uh, you know, I remember at one point, I mean, there's a time in my early to mid twenties where I'd be booking 20 commercials a year. I'm not even kidding. I'd be making like a quarter of a million dollars and I'd be making so much money and it was just like happening. Mm-hmm. How can you go from that? Like what changes? Cause if I, if I was like, I, if I wasn't doing the work yeah. and I was just in a mood or mm-hmm. I thought, cause I used to go to commercial castings and be like, cause I don't know for any of you out there who don't know this or who don't, who care or don't care or whatever. I'm like, I, yeah. a big portion of like the money I make and have made my entire life is I'm like a professional commercial actress. Yeah, like, totally. so that's just like my day job, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I would like get to a commercial casting and 
in a loving, cocky way. Probably mm-hmm. people thought I was a dick, but mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, I'm here, guys. You should just take off. Like, yeah, yeah, or like yeah, I told yeah, the girls yeah. in the casting room that like as totally. a joke, but I meant it. Like totally. I truly believed it. You were so confident in it. I yeah. was so confident. And I booked nonstop. And then, well, I know the commercial world changed, but also, yeah. but like, but I don't know so, what happened to me in relationships or with work stuff where I like, or maybe like I've sold a bunch of shows and they didn't go. And I think at some point along the way, and I'm yeah. only waking up to this now, I don't mean to be so personal. I don't want to like, no, this is a, great. This, this is, is okay. Great. Cause it'll help a lot. And of I'm people. being vulnerable for my listeners. I'm just, let me be, that's also a, a big goal for me for a long time with my blog. That's really where it started was, and just who am I really love being the, not the butt of the joke, but like as raw and, You're emo- the guinea pig. and yeah, let yeah. me be that for people. Yeah. So they can feel less alone. It's the best and you can thing learn to be. through me. Yeah, like that will always bring you the most success. And you always. do that totally. Like, so yeah, I I don't know what happened. If I fell down too many times, I didn't realize how it was affecting me. Like a show not being made, another show not being made, knocking the job, testing for a show, yeah. punching that, and you're on the ground. And same with love, you know, yeah. you're on the ground, and then you're like, you got to pick yourself up again. And then all of a sudden, just like money wasn't as much, yeah. and like I'm getting disenchanted with lo- like, ugh, like. So why was it all flowing? Then why did it all stop? This is layered. So there's, a, and I would have to like take you under and look at some stuff specifically, but off the bat, I can answer a few things for you. I love that. Whatever with you, that. whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. So if we probably looked at like the timeline of when you were that age, again, how, when was the first time you booked a, a national or oh, a commercial? God, probably when I was like 15, 16. Great. And did you make good money off of oh, it? Oh God, yeah. So that there you were expanded in that moment. You were like, oh, fuck this. If I do this, it means I make this and so it was just totally open and flowing and expanded for you no problem so you were confident in it you had your worth all that stuff's intact now start to throw on years of things in societal programming like aging I'm getting older I'm getting this I haven't become successful and then maybe there was you had layers of programming of like oh well I'm just like a commercial actress I shouldn't tell people because I want to be a real actress right like there's that programming or going I'm a writer. on I'm a writer right I don't want to like, be this commercial casting and, or, or like an actress like everyone else, you know, like all these bullshit, this is all ego that's happening, right? That's starting to play on. And then you nailed it, like getting jaded over setback after setback. And if we probably really took you under, most likely you're not meant to be doing that line of work. Like the universe is probably shouting pretty clearly and loudly in terms of like commercial acting and stuff where it's like, Alexi, you're meant for more. Like, what's your heart saying? Like you're settling over and over again. So, so there's when you were like young and naive and you booked your first couple of commercials, you probably thought it was really fucking cool and awesome and so it was like really in your flow and alignment with your authentic self it's like creative you're making money, money you're being seen like all of these things were so good and they were so expanded and then I'm sure through we all are very insecure people because we're all just walking ego shell shadows that I'm sure you started to have all this programming around you that made it not so cool anymore and close up and and you're supposed to be doing these other things to be cool or self-fulfilled and when in all, and I'm going to say this openly. Fucking say anything. <laughs> when, when, and I don't know if it is your truth, maybe writing is for sure your path and your truth. That sounds like it's always really aligned for you pretty well. When the well. blog happened, that was like the most joyous thing. Yeah, and it I did happened it again. Free. Yeah. See? And so that's probably a path that's a little bit more aligned with your authentic self. So when we continue down paths, say it's like dating habits or career and they're not 
fulfilling our soul's essence, like our, our authenticness, the universe is like, sh- they're too afraid to step into their power because we came through to do things like very divine specific things. But we have all this programming that tells us we have to be doing all these other things. You know, if we weren't that 1% that was fortunate enough to be with the parents who guided us into our thing and really built our self-worth and right. So most likely there's like quite a few of those layers going on for you that a you're not like fully closing off the things that aren't serving you you're not totally in your power about the thing that is and you're not passing the test plus you have all this programming of why you're a failure whether i'm sure it's age or jadedness or we all have all of our different versions of that as we get older so those layers are what i call your blocks and you need to go expand into what your authentic essence really wants to do in career and get rid of the stuff that's no longer truly serving that same with dating when you'll start to learn in the relationship one which I'm going to make you do I will do that I'm not kidding you're gonna learn that like you it has to be a heavy no for anything that comes along that has any red flags and is not your list and I am so cut through with people again it's like if you want to run into the fire again knock yourself out but you're just going to be met with a lot more tests same stuff in a sort of different way it's a different energy as in career so that's why people you can find them usually blocked in both because there's so out of alignment with their worth expansion in it and on their authentic path and being true to it and not fucking settling for anything less it's so interesting that I almost got I got I almost died in a car accident I was like when it was like May May of 2017 last year it sounds like the universe has been throwing some pretty big like wake the fuck up (laughs) everybody or to me how do you know because you had the guy that was like your one of your bigger crash and burns if you got in an accident like the universe is like Alexi you are here to do powerful things can you please fucking start stepping into your authentic okay Lacey oh god do you need the studio in right now or can I have it for a minute longer do you think we're crazy like, no. look at I still he ask is, people. No, Aaron. Oh my God, Lacey. Look, she's looking over at Aristotle, looking for validation in a funny, silly, casual yeah, way. Yeah, We're just totally. people too. It's yeah. part of, part of it's his like charm. Flirting. It's, it's just charm thing. and flirting. Yeah. We're just living our lives. Come on, we gotta relax. No, uh, Aristotle is the kindest, most loving, gentle, wonderful person in the entire world. He has. His, he probably can't accept that as his own problem, but uh, yeah. in a great none, none of our business. But he's in a great relationship. Oh. Treats his girlfriend like a princess. They've been together wow. forever. This is his personal life. I'm sorry. And sorry. you're basically a philosopher. Oh, can I can I say can I say something and and if if the answer is no I will cut out my asking if I can say it can I tell Lacey what you volunteer doing oh sure oh well I don't even know how to explain it you so Aristotle volunteers at Planned Parenthood at a oh well, not Planned Parenthood it's a different abortion clinic. <laughs> Clinic that also performs abortion. They and, and awesome. he walks girls from he's oh, like wow. to, from from their car to the to the clinic, right? That's one of the jobs. Yeah, but I feel like I'm best at standing like at the driveway where the protesters are. And uh, that abuse. Wow, so what's he, your sign? Your sun sign? I'm a, yeah, He's a no cancer. wonder. He, incredible. he is a wonderful They're protector. I don't think I've ever said that on the podcast, what he does. And I hope everybody heard that. Is that is so beautiful. I didn't even yeah. know you could do yeah. either. That's a really noble and beautiful. And we so there's wild protesting like that here in Los Angeles. For abortions? Yeah. Yuck. It's mostly at this one clinic. There's Jeez. Oh my God! Well, we, we love you. So he's yeah, not, that's incredible. So if he's making fun of us, that would be very out of alignment. I yeah, feel like, but whatever. No, who knows? I'm just playing. He's thinking about comic books. I hope or I fun movies. I don't know. Anyway, or okay. just being like magical, like he is. Wait. So 
oh wait, but what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, so I, the I, universe I, is telling you to wake up. So I got in this car accident and oh. I did like six donuts on this very high up freeway and I like went backwards careening towards the um, the guardrail and I thought- You were on the freeway. On the Jesus. freeway and I just did six donuts <gasps> this fast and then I went backwards and the guardrail was like, you could go to this, you could go jump off this freeway to commit suicide, to wow. jump down. to, And as I was careening backwards, I was just like, I was talking to my angels because I, I do. do too, all the time. Yeah. And just like slow motion, move my bangs. I was just like, <laughs> I went, oh my God, is this how I'm going to die? Yeah. Because we're all going to die, but you don't know how you're going to die. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I was like, angels, no, 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 no. I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to, I didn't get to make my movie. Yeah. 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 See, see, that's what you're supposed what, what else are you doing right now to support yourself? Uh, we, we wait for a movie. You mean no? Aside oh. from your movie, um, what do you mean? Like, uh, is your movie your sole focus? What you're doing is that your pet? Like, I mean, I am all about. I'm like completely obsessed with that. That's okay, all I've great. been. Work- but uh, but then when a new thing I've been thinking of, and then I will stop making it about me and throw it right back to you. Is I because you're talking about the acting thing? Maybe that's not in alignment. Where because I wrote this movie for myself yeah. to act in, mm-hmm. and now as I go, I, I I've been flip flopping. I'm like, do I even want to act in it? If you were even asking yourself But then that. I stopped. Yeah. But then I stopped asking and I went, I want to do it. Okay. I want to act in it. You do? Yeah, because then I had a very strong feeling where I went, I don't even think that like... Somebody else could some, do it. I was like, had a famous highfalutin girl in my brain who I love and I was like, I wouldn't even want her to do it uh-huh. because I feel like I could do it better than her. Great, okay. But then I flip flop again. And so. it, yeah, so... <laughs> well, I, I don't want to learn lines. I, I hate learning lines and I'm a really verbose writer because I yeah. talk a lot in my real life and that's yeah. how I write like I talk. Great. But I'm like, I don't want to learn. I can't. I won't even be able to remember my own lines. I would do a hypno because, like, here's the deal. I don't on know what the answer one. is, Lacey. No, I and like, if we were in session, I would probably tell you, like, like you need to attract in that person to play that part. Um, I need somebody else to play the part. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, we would. You're have telling to be in me session. I need to. <laughs> but, but is there in any world in which we live in where it's in alignment or in flow where I do play the part? Only you know when you get deep, deep, deep down where no ego is answering that question. Yeah. Because when we can start to just get in the place where we aren't doing anything out of fear, out of uh, this, or maybe I'll be seen or no, whatever, or controlling like, oh my God, I've got to do it better than others or whatever the thing is, all of that isn't magnetic. You being in your power. Here's a great example. Well, part of me, I don't want to be afraid. I'm like, am I I too scared to do the part? You want to look at both sides. I'm really looking at it. Like I swear I'm looking at it. And your answer at the bottom should have nothing fear attached to it. And whatever that truth is, is the truth. That's the magnetic version that will make this film successful but if i'm not scared and i just go do it you're gonna have fun you love when you're on a set or but you just want to focus on directing and being the writer right and the director so here's the deal i'm so confused yeah no i'm so i don't mean to like make this a session no, for you i apologize people are they're gonna learn from this because i'm sure other people out there are like i don't know how to listen to my intuition either or at, <laughs> so at a crossroads yeah yeah you know that's all like because when you start to get the practice down of like Am I doing this out of fear? Is this a fear? Is this a fear? Is this anything to do with something other than complete confident worth? Um, And I don't mean egotistical confident worth. I mean true, authentic, confident worth. That is always the correct answer. And that is always pure magnetism. So when you're making choices totally entirely out of that place, which takes a very long time to trust and get there, but it's like one step each time you're getting closer... The more that we make every decision out of that, it is magnetism. And a great way to start answering that is if it is not a hell yes, then it's a no 
always. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yes. And that if we can just like start there, that's like a really distilled human form and start to be like, no, no, because no is the most magnetic thing you can do on the planet. It is so magnetic. It's unreal. It's interesting. I did this one thing yesterday where I... I've been terrified to ask some of my fancy kind of movie star friends mm-hmm. or well-known actor friends to ask them if I can send them my script. Yeah. So yesterday I was texting with one of my female director, one of my expander yeah. girlfriends, and I she was like, you got to just put yourself out. If they'd say yeah. no, great. Excellent. Go to the next one. So great. I started texting and DMing on Face on uh, Instagram. All you know, my fancy friends who are well-known actors who I would love to be in my thing. And I just started doing it, firing Excellent. it off. And the response was like, yeah, sure, send me the script. Or, okay, but I'm not free till here. And it was like, Excellent. so So do you believe faking it until you make it with the kind of like... So like what I tell people... Because it was exciting. I it's was awesome. Like, I was like, oh, I feel alive. A better way to say that rather than faking it till you make it is called jumping off of a cliff. That's what I did? Yeah, that's what you were doing. And is that good? Be very, so nothing is more magnetic than when we jump off of a cliff or say no. Those create the most situational magnetism. So really? What I want want to say about that is like let's say when you when you're in this like toxic relationship and you love them and you don't want to leave but you know you have to it's for the better of your health but you have all this wishy-washy stuff that you can't listen to your intuition but you do know the answer is I have to leave the moment you leave and it seems like the most heartbreaking thing or toxic or scary or fearful all that stuff I always say it's like a sinking ship right like all this stuff feels like it's a sinking ship but what's really happening in the ocean is everything's coming to that ship the universe loves when you step into your worth and your power. That is self-worth, right? Because if we had come onto this planet and we didn't experience any pain or shame, which is the human experience, but if we didn't experience that, we would be these pillars of full love, total um, confidence, and just like living 100% in our flow. Boring. No, yeah. just kidding. I want that. No, I, I want that. <laughs> because you could be that, but also really like eccentric and cool person. Oh. Like everyone's different. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're, you're you're like just this, um, I don't know, like evolved monk that's boring. So, no, dork. yeah. My seems- version of that is so different than your version, and it's like it can be like very boisterous. And we, but that is my truth. You know, like you have to be in your truth. So when we when we jump off of a cliff, like we push past the fear because all the fear is, is low self-worth, right? Like when you're afraid to reach out to them, it's because you don't think your work's good enough. It's a fear. That's all it is. And again, that's not in your power. So when you jump off that cliff, the universe is like, oh, Alexi's waking up. Oh, we can start to send her stuff because she's coming closer into her authentic self. So when you're like saying no to all of those douchebags this year and you're starting to like look at the jobs you might be doing that aren't that film, you know, in the money you learn that you do like have to have gaps and stuff like that gaps like gap income or what like it's a great go do the money thing yeah, if you're yeah, even yeah. like I I'll make time for job. all of it I'll make time yeah. for all of it I'll get sleep okay go on 2018 will be a very very different year for you if you really do it I promise you that um, but so let's say that you're like saying no to the, the red flag guys because you have this list and you're following the partnership thing and you're expanded and you're doing the work to really step into your power and you're pushing past your limits by jumping off of a cliff this will be the most most magnetic year the universe loves anytime you break past old self-worth or get away from things that are making you settle from your worth because that means you're starting to align closer to your authentic powerful self and that is pure magnetism 
Oh my God. So good job for doing that. And I always tell people like, have a, have a tool if you're doing something like that for the first time. So for you, for instance, you're like, oh, I'm really afraid. What if they say no? That's like the scariest thing on the rejection. I've been rejected and abandoned my whole life. Like that could be the worst thing on the planet. So I always say have a backup. Like it's like having an elevator pitch in a way, but for how to receive no, where it's like, thank you so much for the honest feedback. No worries. I totally get it. Like, let's grab lunch again someday soon. Like if you have something to be your crutch, you have the support, the no is a lot less scary. Yeah. If you face that and you have something to give back to it, that's great. And I built that into the thing I said, I went absolutely no, because I know people don't like confrontation. So I went, I'm totally not offended if you want to do it. I just think it'd be so fun and you're so wonderful and no big deal. Just let me know either way. Awesome. That's great. I also had to learn a thing with sending texts. Um, where I thought, don't send a text if you're not emotionally prepared to have them not respond back. <laughs> you respond yeah. to me because I remember. That, I mean, that could create. I had to like just you know yes. help myself. Those are my tools, like just yeah. to take care of myself. Good job. But uh, and I, well, question is, and we will get you out of here soon. I don't mean I don't want you to. I'm fine. I have a dinner tonight. That's great. I mean, let's well, just talk for four more hours. Great. Fantastic. Be like until seven. Be like a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> do you ever listen to his podcast? I, do. I actually really love it. I podcast. love it too. And he was, he talked to Kevin Smith one time for four hours. Wow. And I listened to the whole wow. thing because I just yeah, I just love it. Um, it is fantastic. He, and, he has great guests. And this podcast is going to be. I just know it. it's so beneficial for people. This is I so because yeah. um but. Uh, Oh, I was going to ask when you, when you say like we choose the parents that we are born mm-hmm. to. Like where you said I was like hanging out with my mom. Yeah. I probably came through via my mom. Totally. Not exactly sure why you think it's my mom, but I love it and that's mm-hmm. great. And I am very con- cosmically connected to her. And she's like my best and friend. And she's your Leo. Yeah, it would be oh, a best Leo. Friend. That's why you yeah. said that. okay. Yeah. So if we were meant to be born mm-hmm. to these people, to mm-hmm. these parents that we chose, yeah. then isn't this trauma or the experience that we mm-hmm. go through? It's, it's a human not, experience, but isn't it? It's our Wasn't karma. It destiny? I mean, uh-huh. not destiny, but, but it was pro- like we were supposed we chose to. That. Yeah. We chose So I chose this life. Uh-huh. I chose that I was going to get in that car accident, that I was going to, or, or the test part of the thing, or I the test can morph I don't and change. That. Oh, tell, that's what I want to understand. Yeah. Like, so there's a great book that actually I recommend to anyone that's thinking about being a parent. It's called Spirit Babies. And Spirit it's how babies. to communicate with the babies you're meant to have that are already hanging out with you. If you believe in this, they're sitting in your aura and they're just waiting for the right time to come through. They, the opening. And so I believe, and what the book talks about, it's a medium who grew up and had this capability of communicating with babies sitting in the aura of women. And so he goes through cases of his, you know, different clients and you start to learn, like, for instance, when we get an abortion, it doesn't act, the baby is just like, wait, we had a contract and you just cut it, but I'm just going to hang out until you get pregnant again. It's just the same baby waiting to come through. Or when you have a miscarriage, there can be a lot of reasons around that. Like one of his clients, for instance, who the baby, when he was communicating with the woman, he was really communicating with the baby, but having a session with the woman, the baby was like, can you please tell her that when I come through this time, I have to have a really strong body to fill my purpose on the planet this time. So if she has a miscarriage, it's just because I wasn't developing strong enough. Tell her, don't worry, she's going to get pregnant again soon. And she had a miscarriage and came back to him and was like, yeah. And the guy said, yeah, the baby is waiting to have that strong body. So it goes to show, and he talks about this, that we are contracted or even adopted children or children who come and they they are already pre-contracted with who their parents will be or won't be, including the adopted parents. They contract who they're going to come through and who will adopt them or if in this evolution of their karmic journey, they're meant to be orphaned. So it's like our souls have this intentional purpose. Now, 
once we're born, I think free will starts to play in. Oh, okay, that's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, and we start to co-create a reality with God. You yeah. know, and uh, we di- we were doing it in a way of picking who we were coming through. And I think all of the lives we've traveled and the things we've picked up. But then, as soon as we breathe life, I I believe in free will. You yeah. know, so for you, co-creating with the universe to me. I mean, I don't know everything that happened in 2017, but it sure sounds like it was a year of trying to wake you up because you are you have these incredible things you're supposed to be accomplishing, yeah. but you are getting in your own way all over the place because of ego. Because of ego. Yeah, it's just all all of our shadow. Yeah, it's, and weird. My mom was on the podcast, and we talked about how like she had had numerous abortions. Yeah, and then and you were probably them every time. And she said she was like had an appointment to get an abortion, yeah. and that she could see my face mm-hmm. and she could hear me. And she was like, "I knew your name, and you're just too strong not to be born." Yeah, so I I canceled the appointment or I left the abortion exactly. Clinic, so. It was most likely you those times before. And it was probably both of you guys preparing for this journey. Preparing for this journey. Yeah. Like, uh, it's yeah. crazy. It's And that's what I, I mean. Like, I've read a lot of different things and his book has been, it's been incredible. And especially if people are thinking of having children, it's a beautiful way. It gives you a lot of tools to start actually communicating with those babies and like, hey, what do you want to be named? You know, when do you want to come through? Do you need anything? Yeah. You know, is my body prepared? Can I do anything to assist you? Um, or... Or like, hey, I need time, you know, or if you are having trouble getting pregnant, you, you may not even have a baby around you and you need to call one in. Like, it's a really beautiful book for people who are trying to consciously conceive. So does that mean like a person or like, I'll speak for myself, but does not need to be afraid of aging out of having a baby mm-hmm. or whatever? Because it's all it, what's unfolding is meant to be unfolding and it'll be if I adopt or if I don't, then it was... So meant to be this way. This is what well, I am I believe. sabotaging myself if I don't take the act? Oh, I got to do the work and then maybe find the partner, the thing. So it's so interesting. It's like part of it seems like. So I believe, and this is my own personal belief and journey and all of that stuff. But um, I believe that like it's their choice. Everything that's happening is them. Like we're, it's a joke if we think we're controlling the situation. The baby's choice. Yeah. Oh, it's their contract. It's their mission. Oh wow. It's not us who's like choosing this stuff. It's totally them. We just get to create the openings, and if they're ready, they get to come through. Or my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it's open. Well, it's been wide it's open. More of like conscious opening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like okay. we're like. That was the know. dumbest unnecessary joke I've ever and made some on people, this podcast. No, no, no. It's great. Like yeah. your vagina will also be an opening. Thanks for joining. <laughs> me in that place. Thank you. Don't leave me hanging out here on this yeah, ledge of unfunny jokes. Okay. <laughs> but yes, but it's them. It's the yeah. baby. It's, it's the, the baby's baby. contract. That's that's a really lovely like thing I've never heard. That's wonderful. And that takes the pressure off. Total me. pressure off. And in fact, like, okay, so I have this healer. He's uh, like, uh, he's unbelievable. And it's next all, level. all on your website too. All your recommendations. Totally. Yeah. Check it. Oh His God. name is um, Anthony Cahill. If anybody like gets inspired by this and it's under staples and you go down to healers and you'll see him. But he's like the, because I've had so many endocrine issues and he's been the only person who's been able to really support the healing of that and like really get me into balance. And we were, I saw him last night and we were talking and he's unbelievably miraculous, but he had, he was like, yes, I had... This one, I, I feel bad that I'm talking about a patient, but I won't name names. I don't even know. No name names. Name. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're, you're great. Yeah. It's you're, inspiring. Yeah. But like, he was like, yep. Cause he's like the person people go to when they have the cancer and the things and the stuff will never heal and the they will never get pregnant and all the things. Right. And so he had this woman who's 46 and she's, she was having like marital problems and she had had a couple of abortions. So of course that creates scarring, scar tissue. And she had also um, just had a really tricky time getting pregnant. And of course she had done like a round of 
IVF and it wasn't successful and all the doctors and, you know, reproductive endocrinologists and everyone's like, you'll never have a kid. It's just not going to happen. And he was like, mm, okay. Like, he's like, it's always such a joke to him. You oh, know, wow. he's like, I can get your body ready, but it's up to them when they decide they want to come through and if they do want to come through. And yeah, she just got pregnant at 46. Like, I think three weeks ago, she's three weeks pregnant or she's now it would be technically she's six weeks pregnant or uh, 10. 10 weeks pregnant. Get her on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Can we get details? Yeah. Well, like, wait. But yeah. without IVF, yeah. she got pregnant yeah. at 46. He's like the big, like he, I have so many stories on him. And I feel like I always talk about him in podcasts too, because he is so fucking miraculous with yeah. my stuff, which is so out there. And um, even like a great example. So the woman who introduced me to him is my meditation teacher. She's a Vedic med- meditation teacher. Her name's Jack with the Broad Place. You guys should check her uh, out. Jack with what? The Broad Place in Australia. Oh, oh okay. And she teaches phenomenal Vedic meditation, but she went to see him and we were having lunch and she's like, here, do you want a piece of my cake? And I was like, oh, I can't. I don't like sugar. I can't even, it fucks with my blood sugar levels so much. I am, I don't know if I'm diabetic, like what's going on? And yeah. she's like, I have a person for you. I know everybody says I have a person for you. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, because I've tried so many. Yeah. And she was like, no, um, her meditation teacher as a gift gifted this session for her to this healer. And so she went, she had just been in Dubai and Paris and she's so wonky and she goes in and right when she walks in, he's like, so here's the thing. You have a scar there, right? Like, what's going on here? And he was like, asthma, it's asthma, right? And just scanning her, like, fully clothed and everything. Oh, and yeah. and she was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I've had asthma since I was three. I've been to every specialist in Australia. I've been an inhaler since I was three. And he does all of his work on her. And it's so fucking out there because he does, like, angelic frequency healing. He does all sorts of shit on you. It's so wild. And so when she was leaving, he said, I know that this is going to sound very scary to you. And it's going to be very hard to trust. But you cannot use an inhaler after today. The steroids are killing you. You are okay like call me if you need anything trust me on this and she's been off of it for months now after that day and she has seen every specialist and then she tells me like stories in the waiting room of a guy who's sitting next to her is like have you have you have you been here before you know I did it online I don't do those kind of things but I did it you know I don't know what he did he like changed my life and she's like me too this is what happened and he was like I came because my friend with liver cancer he healed his terminal liver cancer in four sessions like he's fucking unreal this guy's in los angeles he's in los and mount washington yeah he's unreal so i don't know what's his are- name <laughs> I'll, I'll just play it back i'm sorry yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like have, i'm living this conversation in real life but then i'll yeah. realize like it's a recorded thing you i can, can just rewind yeah, yeah yeah oh my god he's phenomenal yeah so i don't i don't know i mean i i've got to stop talking about him because he's getting really booked <laughs> That's it's getting fan- hard for me to No, get that's wonderful. But I just, when I find someone who I feel has been very, very healing. Um, oh, God, yeah. Because yeah. I had uh, uh, thyroid cancer. Oh. I had, it's gone. They removed it. I've had my appendix ruptured. I've oh, been bit too. by a dog. Oh, you did? Your appendix ruptured? It didn't rupture. They removed it. But removed I'm always it. like, I wish I didn't choose to do that. Well, how do you feel about, and this is just, you know, because we're women, we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, what are your thoughts on like, because I've yet to do any of this stuff, but I yeah. do think about it. Juvederm uh, injections. Oh, yeah, wrestling or Juvederm injections in laugh lines. Yeah. Or I'm not asking if you've done them. No, no, I've done it once. A, uh, one time when I was 23, I had not 23, 27. And, I wait, had Botox. Botox. Yeah. How was that? So for me, what's fascinating because I'm like really versed in herbalism and diet, and I've, tr- I've tried it all. And so I had a couple of girlfriends, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try. I'll try anything. And yeah. so I went, and it wasn't that effective. And what's even crazier because I laugh line. I mean, I get really bad laugh lines around my eyes. 
anyways. I don't see that. Is well, it, at least we're laughing. Yeah, that's I mean, so right? great. It's like the maps of your happiness. Yeah. And also yeah. laughing gives you a six pack, I think. Totally. Oh, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But like, oh yeah, so you went. What the so weird I thing is. I did it. But what's so fascinating, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of noticed whatever. And um, when I actually went on a diet that was like really healing for my adrenals, because these lines are adrenal and kidney and digestive. And oh, when really? I started to heal my adrenals, it all went away. So I like, I'm not opposed in any capacity or any of that. But... I mean, laugh like, like the nasal labial <laughs> folds. Because that's what I think about. Because I'm like, you know, I get very self-conscious about this. And I wonder yeah. like, oh, the minute I inject something in my face, is it like it's over? You're on this fucking wild ride you towards. Can, I feel like it can be a, it can be a down, slippery slope. Slippery slope quick. So yeah. yeah. So as like, if you were, you know, my advisor and you are on this yeah. podcast today, you're for this chunk of time. Absolutely. Do you, or just for women in general, is it yeah. like, I know it's all a personal choice, but totally. like. Here's what I would say. Poison in your face yeah. or do what you feel, baby. Yeah. Here's what I would say first as a manifestation advisor. I would say, please go do the work as to why you need to do that to feel better because I, I support anybody who wants to do anything to express themselves in any capacity. I'm fully supportive of anything, but I have watched all of the women in my family use plastic surgery as a band-aid to band-aid things that need to be healed along with addictions. <laughs> it's like, yeah. can you please go do that work then make that choice? Yeah. If it, if you're still feeling called because that's going to bring your confidence, rock on. Like, you're going to do it in a much more like a true authentic way, natural way. You know, I think that's how we lose people to going too far. It's yeah. like, that's not going to, it's not going to fix it. It's yeah. just not going to fix it. You know, yeah. you've got to do, and then if you, if that's your way to express yourself rock on dude go yeah, for it I know. I'm and like, in terms of like the healing versus that like I think there's a lot of things we don't even know about that we can do to age super naturally without like a, a lot of like even stem cell is unreal what, what it's do you doing mean? Oh, oh my gosh what do you mean stem cell injections so like before you inject poison like just injecting your stem cells has been fun they're saying like way more beneficial than any of those things wait injecting your own stem cells yeah. into your face into your face where do they get them from from I think your body but yeah, I think there's different places. And apparently like babies umbilical cords, if you have a child, oh. freeze the umbilical cord for them first, because okay. obviously, right. yeah. obviously like they're showing it's more effective than getting knee surgery. I mean, it's really profound what they, those cells do when they regenerate, but on a like cause, you know, cosmological, cosmetic, cosmetic, cosmological, yeah, whatever. I don't know what we call it, whatever in terms of cosmetic. Yeah. It's, it's apparently really profound Whereas when you're injecting a paralysis, we still don't really know long term. That's it's still so fresh. What twenty years? We don't I know. know what that's going to do in seventy. I years. mean, I'm only now realizing what the repercussions of like going out to a party and being cobra snake. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to do is. to my life. What oh, is that? Cobra snake was this thing like. I don't know when it was, not that long ago in the 2000s and the aughts. What's that? Where you'd go to like a nightclub like Cinespace in Hollywood or any kind of like Silver Lake or Los Feliz or Hollywood nightclub and... uh He's like hipster paparazzi was this guy called like Mark the Cobra Snake oh, Hunter. Yeah, yeah. So like I just think now we're in a time where it's like, so I'm in my thirties. Oh yeah. And coming of age in Los Angeles from like born being born and raised here and like having your whole like twenties documented on Facebook yeah. tag photos, you're like, oh my God. So yes. like, yeah. And then so how are we supposed to know what the effects of like Juvederm injections on our smile folds or whatever are are gonna look like and like 
Yeah, 20 to 30 Who years. Who knows? But stems, that must be a fortune for stem cells. I don't think it's too crazy. I think like a lot, there's even, I was listening to, do you ever listen to Luke Styles' podcast? Who's the, that? The Lifestylist. The it's Lifestylist? Fun if you want to, like, I'll listen to that. It's one of my favorites because he, he interviews like all the wackiest stuff out there yeah. in terms of like, you know, spirituality, health, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's just phenomenal. I've been on it. He's really sweet. Um, but he had a plastic surgeon, I want to say, or maybe it was just a surgeon who was primarily talking about the benefits of, you know, like his mom didn't need knee surgery when she started injecting stem cells, like saying it's it's a wonderful preliminary thing. And then that's how I learned about the umbilical cord. And wow, I got to listen to this episode. It's great. I want to so, yeah, know um, how much it costs, where you inject it. There's a place like I on that episode, I think it talked about one, um, you know, not plastic surgeon, but something else in even Santa Monica, I think yeah. it's around. I bet it's like I bet it's almost ex- is the same price. I don't know what Botox and stuff costs these days, but yeah. at the time it was like a hundred dollars for a unit or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, but I've never done any of it since, and I, I'm sure. Who knows? Who I might get really vain and be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just go for it." But it's not even vain. I just feel like, uh, well, the stem cell thing looks like very cool, and uh, it, sounds, it seems sounds less invasive. Yeah, it sounds like maybe potentially healthier. It's already coming from your body. And it's doing the thing. I gotta look into this and read into it but um but it all seems like it could be very expensive but that's okay because i'm gonna start manifesting yes. a lot of money yeah and uh but i also yeah that's, that's again it's like where you're like okay if we're really if i'm really self-aware and i'm really looking at all the aspects of like what's running me and like why i'm making decisions i'm making yeah. is it like uh, a band-aid and ego and all this stuff or is it like yeah my face looks tired but i feel wide awake and like oh we have this technology <laughs> that can like just plump up my thing a little bit just yeah. make me look how i feel internally yeah. like Let's do it. Like, you know, that's why we drive cars because we're I not we're not going to walk everywhere. Like we have, you know what I technology. do? Because like, you know, shit will hit me all the time just because we all do. We're women and um, at the age of, as women, how we're still judged based on, you know, I mean, how our, age and yeah. looks how, and all the things. How our faces deteriorate as women and uh, <laughs> I just find of death. different yeah. expanders. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, that's all I do is yes. now I'm like, oh, I, who's that one? I love her so uh, What's Iris, Iris, um, no, but she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. She, she'll be a different generation of expanders. Oh, she's for my expand. I've already got those expanders <laughs> in my brain. Iris, she's like a thousand years old, yeah. gorgeous, super stylish, <laughs> so stylish. Who are your expanders for so, aging? Like Di- Diane Keaton is a fantastic one. Yes, uh, Susan Sarandon. Does she get stuff done? She's great. She's no, great. but she genetically, I mean, Jesus, like her. Maybe, maybe she does get stuff done. I have no clue. If she does, it's really well. Let's pretend and they great. don't. So these are our expanders. <laughs> oh, who's Huffington? Tilda Swinton? Who Huffington? What's her name? Oh, um, Ariana Huffington. No, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but no, what's her name? Um, Hunt Hutley. Oh, oh, you know, fuck with the gap between her. Yes, feet. God damn it! What's She's her the name? Ultimate expander. I mean, not I mean, she Farrah, was a supermodel, Farrah, but not fair. Oh god, no, oh, but god. Lauren you, Hutton. Hutton, yes, she's oh my phenomenal. God. What a babe! Or like every time I'm in Europe, I find like French women, and I'm like, dude, they look so much more chic than yeah. women, and when they have this, but they've also been aging really well. But naturally. and there are books about how they. I mean, this yeah. is this is we're going off on a total tangent, just like, but there are books about how they like do the how tiniest. They do, yeah, it's like yeah. they do the Which if I were to start thing. doing it, that would be me. Like, yeah. I would be like so fucking natural. <laughs> but is it natural or no? That we mean like with the injections, yeah, like natural like injections. So hard yeah, to tell. Tiny. Oh yeah, because my dad lived in Paris for a while. Yeah, when, when I was still talking, it's like him. how to be Parisian. But, they talk about yeah. yeah. So that's a confusing aspect there. Right now, I'm trying to tell people like I'm like oh like I want to really embrace the like J Crew model vibe. <laughs> 
Because I've been looking to that as like, wow, those women are amazing. And they're all like mid to late 30s. Yeah, or yeah. like, but they wear red lipstick and they really keep it together. Totally. And they're very stylish. And they're With like, like great glasses. Great you know? glasses. Like great accessories. Completely. And it's just like yeah. clean, chic, minimal, totally. effortlessly chic. I don't care, but I do care. Oh, they yeah. care. I mean. I, but I look great, but I also don't look perfect. You yeah. Know? They're, like they're mothers. They're natural. They're gray and they're embracing totally. it. It's like, wow. To me, those are the expand. But you just have That's to find expander. different expanders. So we, what do we yeah. learn today? Expanders. <laughs> are huge. Everything. Are so important. Got to yeah. find the examples. Yeah. Don't settle. Don't settle. Grow your self-worth on a subconscious level. Grow your self-worth on a subconscious level. Run into the fire. Start, start really passing your test. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, write, writing lists is pivotal. Huge. That's the starting point. And then we go to freeandnative.com, and we're going to do the first do one. the What's, work. What's yeah. the first one called? So you're going to do the formula and magnetism workshop so that formula? you can learn how to manifest the formula process. Formula and magnetism workshop. Which is the video one. Then reparenting. Reparenting first, then shadow to just start dealing with the heavy lifting. And then go to money because money is awesome. It's called opulence. And then shadow after money? Uh, you can do. So like if you want to hit too hard right now because it's 2018. I'm going to hit so hard. <laughs> I would recommend to you personally, okay. I would do. Stop yelling at me. Okay. <laughs> pointing. Take, take it down a notch. Yeah, she, you guys can see that she's like fully pointing at me and she really perked up when she wanted to be like, I'm going to tell you what's what. Okay. Thanks, Lazy. Hello, Aquarius. <laughs> I know. I love it. Look at you beaming. Oh my God. We're all obviously like, wee. Red. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we do the initial one. Yes. Then we do. Then you're going to do first reparenting. And if you want to double up, so, because you can watch the initial one in one day, right? You know, like, oh, that one's I'm like, how much is that one? I'm going to just give you access because I want, here's what I want to do. I'm going to give Alexi yeah. access oh to all God. of these. This was a sponsored ad. No, I can't no, believe it. It, is, it is not. It is not. But it, no, it's just a product ad. Okay. You're not getting money. Hey, listeners, don't you yeah. want me to be the best version of myself I can possibly be so I can help well, even more with this podcast? Here's what you guys should all do together. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you can't see your arms expanded. Okay. Here's what I what would be like the ultimate thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a private Facebook group or anything like that? No. Or something. I don't know. Do you have a way? Instagram. Oh, well, I can tell them anybody who listens. Yes. So what I am on Instagram here, what we're going to do is we're going to give Alexi, I'm just thinking about this all in real time. We're going to give Alexi all access to any of them. And what you guys should do is to, it's like a thing together. You guys should tune in and be on a journey together if you want, or just watch Alexi. If Alexi really does this work, watch what 2018 turns into for her. So it's like, I want you to do this, do all the work. And this is what you should do. This is what I advise you to do is for First, the formula and magnetism workshop to learn the process of actual manifestation, like all the things we're talking about expanding and there's so much more to it. So that's number one. It's 11 videos. You can watch it in one day if you want. Then now you know the process and you have access for four months. You can keep going back to see progress. It has you take one subject through. It has you look back on all the things you've manifested and take that through the formula so you can really implement this. Then you're going to start doing the work. So what I would suggest to Alexi is to do reparenting and opulence at the same time. So reparenting and money because one feeds the other. In opulence, you're going to learn all sorts of money programming you picked up in childhood, which you can take into reparenting and start working through it. So you would do one in the morning, one in the evening, and one's five days, which is money, and the other one's eight days. But you have access for two months, so you can refer back, you can do it again, you can go deeper, you can do whatever you want. 
Then if you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing for you because it comes out in February, do partnership because you're going to learn all the things today that we talked about, which correlates so well to money, where you can start passing tests in both of them and expanding in both of them and working through them. Then go into shadow. Shadow and reparenting are the heavy lifting for your subconscious to really work through the subconscious limiting beliefs, which are what holds you back from everything. Does that make sense? And then there's like a no one if you want. It just teaches you how to say no more so that you pass tests and you learn. Because when we're saying no to the universe more than us like actually saying no to things, the action of really cutting it off and letting it go is far more important to the universe than it is to communicate. So if you're like, I'm not going to be with this person, but I'm still going to text and hold space for them in my life. The universe is like, oh, they're still with, it's energetically still with that person. So there's that one too. If you have trouble with that and you need to learn it on a deeper level and it just shows you where all your blocks are, like in terms of conscious blocks in your life, like should you be in that job? It just has you take inventory of everything. So that's your roadmap. And you guys, if she does the work, tune in and you're going to fucking see. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and a lot this year. It's interesting. I thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, so you tell me just to land this plane because I've had you here for an eon yeah. and like, um, okay, you didn't have to agree with me. No, I just, so. <laughs> I was agreeing with like, I'm happy to answer what you're, you're like, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh yawning. Um, oh, okay. Oh, this is what I want to know. What is next for you? Is there like, tell me what we're yeah. looking forward to. Cause this will be out. Uh, I mean, you guys, this will, this will have, who knows when you're listening to this podcast, cause podcasts just exists in the ether, which is wonderful about podcasts, but this will be coming out, uh, Wednesday, January, It'll be coming out in January. Great. Whatever so. that means. Let me call <laughs> January 17th, I believe. Awesome. So what's next? So for you? the perfect thing, I like the most requested things of last year were I was holding a lot of workshops, which Penelope went to, which is the formula magnetism workshop. And it was only at my house with people. And everyone's like, are you going to do this digitally? So that was one of the most requested thing. And the second was relationships, because that's like my specialty. It's 60 people connect with their partners last year. It's the thing I know better than everything. It's like, I, that's why I don't falter when I'm like, nope, yes, uh, uh, when you're talking, I know it. So well. So um, I was like, okay, I'll answer that. I, I, I decided to put partnership out. So I'm putting that out in February. It's for anybody who's in a relationship that they're unhappy and they're looking to call in their next partner or if they're single, it is for you. Do that. Like it's going to be in the Unblock series. It's $68. And then... After that's wrapped, I'll be um, introducing my 2018 body of work. It's a hold. So everything I put out so far, it's like the preliminary, which it'll all be a prerequisite to do the next work, which is all about the energetics of our authenticness. Because when you're doing that work, you're just learning energy. And again, you can't just go into this trying to learn energy. Otherwise, it's like reading The Secret. It's just like, what does this mean? How do I get into a vortex, you know? And so that's when we're going to start to learn um, like our actual energy. So when I was talking a minute ago with Alexia, I was like, your energetics were so clear by saying, I'm done. I don't want this. I'm just closing the door. People are going to start to learn the true like 
what if you could see my hands it's like you're playing with water that's what energy is when it comes to manifestation and I'm going to start to really teach people how to tap into their true authenticness how to see what that even looks like what it looks like without programming how to see the way we're showing up in the world versus what's really going on inside so when we're outside doing that ego dance like at the coffee shop and like all we're doing is to be like will you like me what do I do to get you to like me and everybody to like me that's all ego it's far away from your authenticness which is your like pure magnetism so all of my 2018 work after that's going to be how to start tapping into your true authentic magnetism so you're just projecting you're just a magnet like here this is how I start to manifest so that's what will come out in April and moving forward in the year oh my god so if people are interested in doing that work um, do the preliminary which the the prerequisites will have to be the formula magnetism the shadow and the reparenting they need to start to work in their subconscious to unblock in order to start doing that work and you can only do the work if you are you will start magnet you'll start oh god it's a it's, lot. It's to be in, it's to be in alignment, in flow. It's going to be your truthful, authentic, powerful self. This is might sound ridiculous to uh, <laughs> from, uh, to go from what you just said to what I'm going to say. Yeah. But I actually think about that. Uh, where my where am I energetically? Where am I coming from? Yeah. When I post on Insta stories. Oh wow! Yeah. Because it's I a feel, lot of people do. I bet. Because I feel like you can because. Already, mm-hmm. us putting ourselves out into the world via social media, us coexisting, like uh, running into people in person. What, every time you interact with another human being in uh, whatever the platform is, um, people can project on you. We, pro- we make Always. assumptions. We project onto people. We that's, curate. That's, yeah. that's already happening. Totally. So I'm like, okay, what's my responsibility? What can I do? Because if people are going to be projecting onto me when they see my Insta story or if people are going to be... Um, intuitively correct on picking up where I'm at when I story uh, I'm going to make sure I know why I'm posting what I'm posting or am I being false or am I like being too try hard or am I like desperate and want to just see if anybody this is what I think people will like or am I just saying so it's so funny because I feel like uh, because I feel like people can feel your intention and pick up on energy yeah that's what it is to be extrasensory so anybody who can which is everyone it means you are a sensitive human being yes but what year? So here's a. I just want to give this last little story in closing. Yeah. So in closing, a lot of. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. Okay. Tell us this. Oh my long, god. No. Tell us the story. Shit, no. We're bad. perfect. No. no don't feel bad. You, no, you tell me the story. Um, so what I do, like when I'm figuring out my work, is um, I always survey. Like I have a handful of my most magnetic clients. I mean, we're talking like one of them. She'll just think like, oh, it'd be cool if my product was in vogue and this and that, and they'll call her the next day. She is so fucking magnetic and a lot of I have like about six others that I'm always looking at and so I'm really looking at the energetics of how they are in the world and where they're coming from and that's what helps me distill a lot of the tools I already understand how to read the energy but in order to put it into actionable form and so I have one actress client of mine you know and she was like um she's really wonderful and she's like I'm, I'm going to start a podcast I'm doing this and I'm wondering you know like I've, I've filmed the opening like 180 times and I don't know like should I do it this way or more like this and yada yada and I was like oh cut all that out that's not magnetic uh, magnetism is to be so purely you who you are in that moment and so like a great example of my one client that's like the most magnetic is something that she and a lot of this will be in the authenticity work she is 
utterly detached. That's one part of her that is so magnetic. And what I mean by that is when she goes into public or she's speaking to you or in a room, there isn't one ounce of her that's doing a dance to be liked. Like, should I do this or should I morph into that? Not one ounce. She's just totally, it's like a golden retriever in a beautiful way. She's just a hundred percent present in herself. And it's like, it's beautiful to watch. And that why if you look at someone not to say that they have it all figured out but like let's take some three like really big pop culture people uh, let's look at um gabrielle hoffman and angelina jolie and jennifer lawrence what do they all have in common they are so vulnerably honest in any interview they do even when it's jennifer lawrence and she's making jokes it's her it's not to deflect it's to connect everything they do if you look at angelina jolie in interviews it is to she is so 100% with you and vulnerable and honest that she's not trying to do a dance to be loved or to be seen a certain way or any of that it's a detachment so that is like when you start to start to learn tools to connect with that more. That's why the world can't take their eyes off of them because 95% of us are all doing the dance and we are so fucking drawn to anyone who's so not doing the dance. They're so detached and they're so vulnerable, so real. That is what pure magnetism is. And I just go off on that tangent because now when you're thinking of these, you know, Instagram stories and stuff like that, when you can start coming through that place, watch, everyone's always like, how do I grow my following? How do I do this? And I'm like, you want to start tapping into that energy where nobody can take their eyes off of you and they can't stop tuning in start being a hundred fucking percent yourself <laughs> without needing any validation in return. And so a lot of the work will be about that come, oh come God. April. So <laughs> am I, I going to be okay? You're going to be fine. Really? Actually, you're going to be great. Like I know you're going to be great. <laughs> oh my God. We were meant to talk today. We were meant to talk today. I can feel it. I've got another question, but I'll ask you later. Okay. Well, one more thing. Yes, 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 that yes, was yes, the yes. perfect way to end, but we will get out of here. Tiniest question. Yeah. When I meet some, when I'm hanging out with someone, yeah. and I have so much love for them, and I, I appreciate them, I think they're wonderful. But if I'm hanging out with a person and I am profusely sweating, I'm talking even another girl, and it's not a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm profusely sweating internally, just like so frazzled because I'm just so scared they're gonna not like me, or I'm not gonna, yeah. I get so nervous. Totally. What is it? Is it that I'm not meant to be around them and they're toxic for me or is that I just gave all my power away? So here's one way I like to answer that question. Um, when people are like, oh man, I'm so drained when I'm around this or if I'm out in here, I get so exhausted. Here's the deal. If you're 100% not doing that dance, you're completely detached, you're totally in your authentic self, you can never be drained because you're not exhausting your energy trying to be something that you're not. So that's one layer to answer that question. B, all that's happening to you with that woman or that person you're with or when you're with them is they're triggering something from childhood so it's a shadowy thing so what that means is there's something you think that is so fucking cool about them that you think you'll be abandoned because you're not cool enough so it makes you do that dance which you can work through in shadow and reparenting Um, and so that's why you have to do this preliminary stuff to start to learn then how to build and tap into the conscious energy around it that's why you've got to like work through you're fucking and those things that trigger you that make you feel again po- too poor not cool all the things you felt when you were a kid they're just being triggered by that person because all that's happening for you this is shadow work you are recognizing something inside of them that you know you have inside of you that's cool but you want it to come out so let me simplify that because that sounds really confusing unless you've gotten into the work all that's happening with them 
is they're all you're projecting all of your stuff from childhood onto this person who isn't representing any of that at all. And so when you can start to get rid of that and integrate your insecurities, so like an insecurity of mine that would come up all the time is I'm like one huge one is I'm a, I have terrible grammar and spelling, which anybody who reads my blog and I could give two shits for the longest time about it. And, but I had to, when I would come across people that I felt were really intellectual because they represented something from childhood of like the rich, intelligent kids at school that I didn't feel I was good enough for, I would have that reaction. I'm not, oh my God, what if they read my blog? I'd be so fucking, you know, all of that, that you'll learn in the shadow workshop is you have to integrate that. Meaning you have to drop that bomb. You have to own it. What we don't own owns us. Mm -hmm. What we don't own owns us. And it makes us do that ego dance around people. And that's why we need to start learning what all of our shadow, these aspects of ourselves we've rejected, start to own them so that we stop needing to do that dance. Because again, that girl doesn't represent she to you represents that, but she's not coming at you with any of that. She you're actually really likes me. Yeah, she does. So funny. Yeah. And she has all the power because you're like a little puppy who's like, oh my God, you might abandon me. <laughs> and that's why when I see really together, kind, handsome, successful, solid men, I go, I can't handle it because I go, they can't love me because I'm too weird and they won't like me. And they'll be like, I'm it's just not at that level. No. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I can ramble for days and I kind of already have. Yeah. But <laughs> it's um, been great though. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're so welcome. You have, thank you. And you have no idea how this is just the most beautiful, lovely conversation ever. So oh, thank I'm you. I'm grateful. I hope it helps people. And thank you. It's been fun to meet you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.